Irvine, Dayton, Seattle, Richmond. Today's guest, one of my best friends from 102.5 The Bone in Tampa, Florida, Cowhead. This is The Birdcast. Really? <clears throat> talking to the mic. Check, 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 check. Yeah? Why wouldn't Coco talking to the mic? <laughs> I'm listening all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm out there. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the most frustrating things in the world is I get all these fucking people that oh please say I didn't just break this fucking thing. What is that? My most expensive earpiece. Your in earpiece? Yeah. No, it's still alive. Go to earsoundcustoms.com. dot com. They'll make them for you. Oh, this is Joey again. God damn it! I can't get these fucking earphones. No, it's Denver, Colorado. Let's take our first caller. <laughs> Hello. Bert. Yeah. Paul, how are you, man? Hey, Paul, how you doing? It's Paul. Doing good. I can't, doing actually, good. I can't take this call because I know what you're about to say, and I'm not allowed to talk about it. Say it, just say it. <laughs> what uh, are you calling about uh, the episode? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, you're on my podcast, Paul. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> Let me call you back when hello, I get done, podcast. okay? Yeah, let's. Uh, um, I was hoping maybe in the next couple of days we could do before the weekend we could do a quick conference call with Scott, Leslie, and kind of brainstorm. Yep, perfect. That, that so, sounds awesome. Um, well, hi to uh, Bert Podcast Nation, and uh, let's yeah. let's uh, touch base tomorrow. Thanks, Paul. You're you're a definite fan, knowing that it's the Bert Podcast Nation. <laughs> 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 All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Bye. What does um, Paul do? He is my new supervising producer for one episode. One episode? Yeah. Why one, one episode? Uh, because we're doing a special, and then and then we're doing uh, and then we're and then we're going into the season. And I don't know if he can do the whole season. We don't know if he can do the whole season yet. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting to find out. He is uh, on Gold Panners. Wow. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm about- afraid to say anything negative because he works with you. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> It's got to be like if you told people one day, no, no, you'll be watching people pan for gold. As interesting as that is, <laughs> yeah. Well, the the gold uh, with, the, with the family with the grandfather and the son. I watch that shit. I watch. Oh, I, think, it I don't while. think it's that one. I think it's well, the one that is. How the, is that possible? How is that possible that one channel has intervention and then the other one has kind of intervention? Yeah, like it's like as soon as one channel has a good show. Another channel comes up with kind of the same exact show. Oh, identical. It's yeah. whatever. It was whatever works. We just got that. It's like Man vs. Food came out, and then literally the next day they were like, this guy's going to go eat the biggest, like all around the thing. Right, right. But it's, it's sometimes even more blatant. Man vs. Food and then Food vs. Man. It's a different yeah. spin. On- well, Man vs. Food was a ripoff of, uh, of Man vs. Wild. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, the Man Bear vs. Grylls show. Yeah, Bear yeah. Grylls. So it's all, everything's derivative except for trip flip. Nothing's like us. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see you on a, like a celebrity survivor, dude. Like I want to see I people on Survivor so that can't survive. Fucking good at that. Have you ever? You've never done a reality show, I know, right? No, just I've the done, one I do I've, every day for four hours. In the once again, I've totally almost forgot to introduce my guest. 
What? No, I didn't even think of that. In Why the man cave. You never even tell anybody that you're starting. You just start. I know, yeah. yeah. In the man cave, cowhead. Yeah, you know I like it like that. Although I've done radio like that, and it fucking is so frustrating when you don't know the interview started, yeah. and you're just talking, and then you say some shit about somebody, and they're like, oh, he's on one today. Where are you these days, Bert? You're like, oh, fuck, we're doing the interview. <laughs> there, there was. Did uh, I introduce you? I don't know. Cowhead. How you doing? <laughs> There, that's like my worst thing because I'll interview a guy and if I like it we'll do it for 45 minutes Yeah, and I forget that people are constantly tuning in and I forget to keep resetting who the guest is oh I'm yeah worst at that no that's even funnier when people are doing podcasts and they think people are just tuning in <laughs> alright we're back <laughs> <laughs> Todd Glass did that for a little bit on his podcast and I thought it was fucking hilarious yeah no I, well Todd Glass did it to be funny Todd Glass uh, asked me if I do his podcast are you gonna do it fuck yeah who do you say no to like who? I've like, never said no to anybody. Yeah, I know, but when you get to the point where there's too many fucking people doing podcasts, um, like there's certain people I want to sit down and go, "You're just what is the ultimate goal?" That's what you should think about. What's the ultimate goal with this podcast? I have none. No, I have with you. It's with you. It makes sense. Here's why: you you're a guy who is full of personality. You're a certain kind of guy, but you're on a TV show where not all of that gets to come out the way it would. So this is another outlet for you to be Bert. Oh, I wonder if that means when I go into production, I'll just do podcasts by myself on the road and tell you what I just shot. Well, yeah. Nobody, yeah, nobody gives a little... shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, for you guys that don't know, I'm sure you do. If you are a subscriber to this podcast, Cowhead is uh, is the number two, I think, number two or number three downloaded most downloaded podcast. It's you, Joey, and Ari. And uh, and he was uh, he's my buddy. He's a DJ and uh, is it DJ? DJ? Really? I don't know what he oh say. Shock tables? jock, shock jock, <laughs> shock jock. He's a shock jock, shock jock. in California who just California? came up. In LA, in LA, in LA. No, in San Tampa. Who came? Just came out to shoot an episode of Sullivan and Son. Yes, I did. Steve Burns, fucking sitcom. Steve Burns been my friend for how long? Not once. Really? You've been yeah. my friend for a long time. You have I, fucking three shows. I've been in any of those. I, I tried. The, what did you try? We tried. Remember the one we tried to... I set up a I'm conference still call. still allowed back into Bush Gardens because of that? <laughs> oh, are we talking about what animal we could kill and why? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, if you want to impress me, oh. what was the first show? Uh, Birth the Conqueror. Birth the Conqueror. Go <laughs> How con- the fuck do you not remember that? <laughs> Go conquer a fucking donkey or whatever they had over there. Go get one of those animals. I called in. I called in. This is so weird doing this because I know I'm telling a story about something that we did to yeah. people that aren't in the room. I forget, <laughs> though. Oh, I don't. Uh, I called in. I think I was on on the premises. Yeah, you were at Bush Gardens. I was at Bush Gardens, and I was calling in to Cal to talk about the show, to promote the show, because I think the show had already started airing or something. Because you're doing Bird the Conqueror, and they're swinging you through Florida. And we were like, well, for sure, we'll be involved with this, because we've been Bert fans since before... Anybody else? And yeah, you're, you're shooting at the mud pit. I think I think it was tentative at the time. It was tentative at the time, and yeah, then oh, you were all excited when you, you're like, "Okay, I talked to Bush Gardens, and this is what we're gonna do tomorrow." Yeah, and then and then you said, "What was it? It was it was like if was you could dumb. if you like if you could knock there. out one animal there, what would be your your animal you'd go for?" And I think I was like, "Oh, I definitely go to the petting zoo or something." And I forget what it was, but we I started was trying to-, to convince you to kidnap an animal. I'm like, "If you want to be a conqueror, stay yeah. off the roller coasters and go conquer one of those fucking animals." I don't remember what it was, but they got really mad. And we talked about what animal we could beat up and yeah. why, and which one we could kill together. Yeah, and yeah. if the three of us, all me, you, and Galvin, like, and and basically, Bush Gardens was totally fucking listening, and then literally tried to pull the shoot from us. They were like, "We can't talk like 
that? And we were like, it was, it's, they're like, listen, I was in my head, I'm like, if you live in fucking Tampa, you know Cowhead, you know it's just, we're just talking. It's weird because they're all still fans of the show. Yeah. And that was yeah, the other thing. They're fans they, of the show. They were right. listening to the show. And then they freak out. Like, I, I've been doing radio in Tampa since uh, 1992, and I've only done one broadcast from Bush Gardens, and everybody's <laughs> constantly, like, they just, I don't know what they think. Like, I'm really going to go try to beat up a fucking lion when I'm there? Yeah. Like, what, you know, it's, it's jokes. It's, yeah, and so then, and then, so then we got in trouble, but you came out to do Sullivan and Son. You are this, uh, Randy Bowerman was on Sullivan Son. Really? I don't know who that is, but Randy Bowman from uh, DV in Pittsburgh. Fuck! Was on uh, last week, which technically was after me because I had already had my episode picked out, and then the host got punched in the face by a pull-out cab driver, and uh, <laughs> and re- had to reschedule the shoot because he had his jaw wired shut. So then, when they uh, rescheduled the shoot, I couldn't get out in time, and Randy Bowerman, as you like to call it, beat me to it. I fucking can't believe I said it, pronounced his last name. Randy Bowman, who does mornings in Pittsburgh. Along with uh, Steve, whose show is filmed you know, supposedly in Pittsburgh, and Billy Gardell, who's from Pittsburgh, so I, I had a lot to you know working against me. Randy got Randy got in. He got a line. Wait, did he got a line? He got a funny line. He killed. Shut up. Yeah, he did good. The uh, yeah, and so uh, and so you're out here to. So let's talk about this show for a little bit because you know show? this is what this is what I think is really genius about what Steve's doing is he has you on as a guest. You're going to talk about it the day, the week it's premiering, because people yep. are going to get to see you on TV. But don't give him the credit, because I hear it's funny. I'll tell you how it came up. Okay. We were talking to Steve on the air about about the show. We were promoting that it was starting on TBS. We had read that it was signed, and he explained it was going to be like, uh, you know, they wanted it to be kind of like Cheers, where it would be basically just the whole thing in the bar. And I and right when he said that, I remembered. Do you know Mark and Brian, the radio guys that were in L.A. forever? No, they were they're like top forty douchebag, like the ones you just want to hate. They had feathered hair and all that. Yeah. They married each other one time for a stunt. They anyway, they had a show on NBC that lasted for like you know like uh, five or six episodes. It was kind of like a it was um like, like a stunty show, like a morning zoo stunt show. Yeah, with these two guys. And uh, it was terrible, but I, I got to see who they were. When I lived in New York, I don't know who the fuck Mark and Brian was, but I saw who they were because they had this TV show. And then I remember like a year later, I'm watching Cheers, and there's a scene where Sam's not talking, but he's in the background, and he goes over and he's making some conversation with these guys at the bar, and it's fucking Mark and Brian. And I thought, well, that's awesome to be terrible morning show DJs and still get on Cheers. That's fucking... So when I'm talking to Steve Byrne, I was like, I'm way cooler than Mark and Brian, and you got a bar show. Can we just come and sit in the background at your bar? And he goes, I'll definitely put you guys in. Without hesitation, Bert, he put us right on his TV show. Well, yeah, because he's executive producer of it. He's Vince Vaughn makes it. At it what feels point like- do you start throwing your balls around? But my show doesn't involve... His show is barely on TV. It's on TBS, and it's only in its second <laughs> season. And he's already <laughs> throwing his nuts around. And the best part about it is not only were we on the show, we got fucking paid to be on the show. You did? <laughs> How much? I don't know. I started asking some of the other... 700 bucks. Oh, okay. It's be. It's I'll take it. good, yeah. Well, I started asking the other people on the show. I'm like, what are you, is this a good living? Because I would totally move here tomorrow but and do what's that. What's the energy of the show? This, this is what I like about Steve, though, is that he has you guys on, and then he's got this Sullivan and Son comedy tour that he's putting together. Yeah, because like he's, he's literally his, spearheading. The regulars on the show are Owen, uh, Owen Roy, Benning, Roy Wood Jr. Who can I just tell you right now, my prediction, I love Steve to death, and he'll be fine at whatever he does. But Owen Benjamin is a breakout star of that show. He's going to be Owen uh, Benjamin will be the next Vince Vaughn. I will say this: Hey guys, how about for once we talk positive about the people we talk about on this podcast? And I will say that you are not the first person to say that. I, 
from the beginning Owen stepped into this business, I think people are like, this guy's got a fucking, he's got a million dollar grin. Like he's got a, yeah. he's, he looks dangerous, but he's real friendly he's looking. Tall as shit. He's tall. He's good looking. He's absolutely fucking hilarious. Did you hear that he ate Britney Spears out? What? The st- <laughs> we had him in the studio, and I didn't know. Fucking. Love I didn't. This. I didn't know. Like I'm not. When a comedian comes on, I'm not doing like crazy celebrity research. I'm yeah. just like, oh yeah, okay, I know he's what he's been in before. That's all I need. Let him, let him be funny. Well, when Owen leaves, I really like him, so I start looking into him a little bit more, and I find out he was engaged to Christina Ricci. Yep. And I go, wow, would I fucking not know that? And I didn't bring it up, and I was kicking myself in the ass. So um, another comedian was on. I won't say who it is. And I said, did you know he was engaged? Like, to put the mic away and tell me what. No, because I know I do it all to you. I won't say it. I do it to you. <laughs> I, I say I won't say it. And I go, oh, you're really? And I say it. I know how you work. Okay. So I, uh, I almost said it myself. <laughs> so I was asking this comedian. And he goes, you know he fucked Britney Spears. And I went, what? How did I not know that? And he goes, no, no. He goes, to be fair, I don't think he fucked her. He went out and he met her at a club. And then he ended up going home and eating her out for like an hour. And she wouldn't let him bang her. And I, and I don't know any of this to be true. And I know Owen's got a girlfriend and all that. But I don't. But this is what I heard. So <laughs> I fucking sure love I Owen so much more. Got myself kicked off of Sullivan and Son season three. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I get, I don't, if somebody else told me. So it's a story that's evidently out there. Yeah. And, uh, and now when I was talking to him yesterday, I didn't want to blow it. Because I don't wait till he comes on the air to bring it up. But all I could, every time his mouth moved, I just pictured eating Britney Spears' box out. He totally has that. He he has that ability to uh, to fuck famous people. Yeah, because like I don't have that because he's good looking, but then he's also got a great like personality. Yeah, and he listens. He doesn't. He doesn't try to overwhelm you. He can be funny in like a couple sentences, whereas it like he doesn't have to tell a twelve minute story like me. Yeah, like I'm like fucking here. Like, tell you about the time, and the girl's like, "Oh my god, enough! Just eat my pussy already." <laughs> That's yeah. the one thing I'll say about Dane. Is one time Dane and I were going to try to run a. Uh, nah. Too late now. You <laughs> and Dane were going to run. <laughs> Dane a and I were going. No, Dane and I were had two girls, and we were going to see if we could make magic happen. And I couldn't shut the fuck up. And. <laughs> He pulled me aside and he goes, turn it off. <laughs> I go, what? What were you What were you doing? Routines? Oh, I couldn't fucking stop talking. And Dane was like, already had his shirt halfway off. He's like, stop speaking. He's like, no one fucks while you're running material on him. Get off the stage. <laughs> how how bad did they go to the bathroom before they fucked you guys? And They, they didn't. Like, hey, Dane left. Gonna... Dane left. He left. He didn't left because I because you went up. The fuck he up? left. He was like, "All right, fuck it. This isn't happening. I'm out of here." See him. He's like, "Bert, you got a ride?" And I was like, "I think so." <laughs> Girls, do I have a ride? Do you know they went in the bathroom before and they're like, "You're fucking the funny one." I'm fucking no, the they one. were not. They yeah. were fucking. This what was, was before Dave was famous. Oh really? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. This was. I mean, he was famous in L.A. like for comics and people were coming to see him and he'd sell fucking out the Laugh Factory. But he was just like we were. I think we had done a showcase. Can I tell you a lot of people do Dane impressions, and the people that know him do it really well. Bobby Kelly and all yeah. that. Um, Jesselnik's one on YouTube is the best of him telling the joke. But do you know who does who has him down physically? Whoa, hold on. Was that Jesselnik on Mad TV that did the impression? No, no, of him? no. no. Jesselnik oh, oh. was doing a. He was doing an outdoor comedy show for like some college thing or something. It was probably something you thought nobody was ever going to see. And then he told a joke, and he goes, and now I'm going to tell that same joke as if Dane Cook told it. And it is so fucking dead on and funny, it's hilarious. Really? It's not really insulting. It's, yeah. It's just his well, mannerisms. The, you know, it's like it's that, that whole pacing that Dane, literally, I, I want to say, he created that yeah. energy, that pacing of... Physical. Yeah. And, 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 uh, 
And I'm, I'm, dude. I would, I would, I would say very honestly, we all borrowed from that at some point. Yeah. Well, everyone it, had a one guy changes things a little bit, you know. Yeah. But out of all the people who do a good Dane impression, I've never seen anybody. Steve Byrne. No. No. He took my essence. He can get his essence, but he can't do it the physical moment. No, I have never seen anybody become Dane in a physical manner without even talking better than Godfrey. Godfrey. Godfrey's telling the story. He goes, and then Dane walks in the club, and he just does the Dane shuffle with the hat down. And <laughs> it looked like Dane walked in when he did it. He was great. The uh, the my one of my favorite one of my favorite interviews that ever was when you interviewed Dane. Yeah, and you were like, "Listen, um, I said there are rumors out there yeah. that uh, that." Um, people have with your sort of fame. Oh, this is the best. The he goes that yeah, that you bunch of haters. There's one guy that out there that said you stole his essence. Uh, <laughs> and and then I hold on. I said to him, I said, look, there's with the fame comes the haters. I said when we hear a lot of rumors about you. Now this one I happen to know was true before. I, so I set yeah. him up to be like. So I said, so if I tell you what I've heard, will you tell me which ones are true and which one aren't? And he was totally cool. He's like, absolutely, tell yeah. me, and I will tell you which ones are true. And then you said. Uh, there's rumor that someone stole your essence, and he goes, "Yes." He goes, "I know who you're talking about, and I won't say anything because we're fine about it and we're cool." Which ended up getting out like everywhere. It became a big story, right. and he was like, "You know, we've gotten past that." And you know, look, here's the thing: is when you're young, and he defends it, and he goes, "Well, you go, there's another one where a guy said you wouldn't let him wear a Boston hat because that was his team." And, and he goes, "Yeah," any, and he goes, I "Didn't say any names." Right and there. he goes, "Yeah," and I know who that was, and it's Kyle Cease. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> go, "It was worse." I go, "Is, is it true that you told another?" Community he couldn't wear Boston gear because that was your thing and he snapped yep. the first thing he was totally cool and he goes yeah and you can fucking tell Kyle Cease if he can't take a draw and I went oh my god because I don't even know Kyle Cease yeah. and, and uh, I was you know and I was like oh we just ruined that That's- oh that was the fa- that was one of my favorite it's the best part about being your friend is I get these phone calls you're like I just did a great fucking interview you gotta listen to it and they are fucking great interviews it's the hardest it's the thing about these podcasts is like it's like you technically want to interview someone but then I don't know what the fuck to interview someone about I have a natural curiosity for talking to anybody last night i got to meet vince vaughn for the first time vince vaughn may be one of the few people that i'm kind of starstruck i actually asked steve to introduce me to vince because if i'm there and he's in the same room with me and i leave without meeting him it'll bother me for the rest of my life yeah so i actually and i felt like such a douchebag asking but i go hey steve i go uh, is wait, cool? wait, wait, set the scene. Set the scene. Where uh, I'll because then I'll tell you how I met when I met Vince Vaughn. Okay, it was the it was the final uh, episode for second season of Sullivan and Son last night. Last night, uh, and that's um, why I didn't get a fucking phone call. What <laughs> you guys at a rap party? We well, we were there from ten thirty a.m. till we didn't finish. We didn't rap till twelve o'clock, and then we had the we had like a little party after. Holy shit! Yeah, and and um and Vince was there the whole time. Like like I would say from like six o'clock on from the taping. But he was like, he kind of hangs in the back with, with Billingsley and the other people. And then at the end, he's there. He's there, and he's hanging out in the back. And people are taking pictures with him, and they're talking to him. And I don't want to be that douchebag, but I'll never forgive myself if I leave. I'm such a fan of, like, the old movies. Dude, I mean, I, like, Made. Made, made is, is the best I, fucking movie. Is, he's so... He, his, I want him to go back to that. I don't want... I don't. I, I literally... And I, I'm, this is me speaking out of my ass, and I, I'm not his friend, so I can talk like, I, right. like, like a fan. Right. But, like, that was watching him act that way... Like it was an extension of who he really was. It's unbelievable. And it was fucking unbelievable. It's the genius. outtakes were better than the fucking movie. This morning I got up and I was thinking about it. And, you know, I, I reviewed these things and I hope I didn't make a jackass out of myself. I actually said to him, we were talking a little bit, and I, I got to tell you, I don't know what to say because no matter how great 
anything you, you know if people tell you hey i loved you when you were on this you appreciate it but you don't give a shit what they're yeah. saying i knew he wasn't gonna give a shit but i still felt like i had to tell him how good he was and made i said i got made great he's like oh yeah yeah and uh you know made and um the breakup is that what it's called yeah with jennifer, jennifer aniston that's a he great fucking movie so, that's a great movie fucking was, movie it was okay it was a good movie it was a good movie he was so fucking good that character every scene he had he was fucking phenomenal he was so good in that movie. He is the guy that you want to work your late night shift with. Yes. Like you want to. Well, he, he comes over. I asked Steve if he would introduce us. And Steve said, uh, he'll come and he'll hang out later and I'll introduce you guys. And I go, okay. So at one point, him and Steve walked over to Galvin and I who were sitting at the bar. And there was, I would say, maybe 50, 60 people in the bar. The yeah. fake bar, the Sullivan and Son bar. And Steve walked right up, walked right up to us. He goes, hey, Vince, this is uh, Cowhead and Galvin. They do a radio show. And then Steve, being cool, just leaves. And he, he goes, I wanted to let you have some alone time with Vince. And me, now, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, a, I don't want to say anything that's fucking up. I don't want to screw it. I don't want to be an ass kisser. So I'm trying so hard not to fuck it up. But we start talking about uh, the show. And then he asks questions about radio. And I don't know how he got into it, but um, we start talking about kids. And he and he said, "Yeah, he has a three week old baby." And I, and I said, "Oh, I." Uh, so right there, right there, you see the gates in. open. That's you're like, in. "I got in." He goes, and he actually looks at me. He goes, "What about you?" And I have a six year old son, and I have a six month old daughter. And his face went from sleepy to this biggest, most genuine smile. And he goes, "Isn't it the best?" Yeah. And I go, "It really is." I said, and I, I didn't think when I had my son, my son and I are so fucking tight that I didn't want to have another kid because I, I was totally honest. I'm like, I can't see me loving another person as much as I love this kid. Yeah. I don't like my wife nearly as much as I like my son. <laughs> so, uh, and, and even after the baby was born, Galvin goes, now that the baby's here, do you realize that you can love both babies? Like, I love them both, but if it came down to saving one of them, I'd throw my daughter in a wood chipper if it meant saving my son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that she's six months old, I don't know if that decision would be so easy. <laughs> You're like, because, fucking toss, flip a coin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so so. But we so I started talking about that about how you know, and he was like, oh man, when you know, the he goes the needs that your daughter has, and we and we started having this kind. And I said to him, I don't want to blow too much of the conversation, but I said, yeah, so I was a little apprehensive. But I said, in the time that my wife is pregnant, I subconsciously bought six guns. I really did. I went from having one gun. To having seven guns before the baby was born, and he was like, well, "I have guns." And then we went on to another twenty-minute conversation about guns, and it was a genuine. And I kept trying to give him an out to walk away, and he was having a good conversation. So we just carried. I mean, we literally talked for a half hour, and then when it was done, I was walking out, and I just kind of tapped him on the shoulder, and I was like, "Hey, Vince." He's like, "Hey, buddy, all right." I'm like, "Oh, we're like friends now. <laughs> we're, we're cool." Hey, give me your number real quick. And then, yeah. <laughs> I, I and I just I ran out, and then the next day I woke up, and it's I was God, I was so gay because it's I was like. Oh my god! Does he does he think I'm an asshole? Does he like me? What's going on? And I was, <laughs> but it was good. It was a good experience, man. He's he's uh he's one of the realest dudes. Uh, well, and- the whole reason I brought that up is because that's the whole thing with me is interview wise. Here I got this guy. I don't know what I'm gonna say to him. How quick this is gonna be? But I go right into. I start asking him about where he lived, what yeah. the neighborhoods like. How and then I got into. It. I said I said you know a guy like you, girls you know girls like yeah. And I said but guys from your movies they all want to be your buddy. I would think that'd be tougher for you to go out in public, you know. Than every guy wants to be your best friend. Be your best friend, and he had a really good answer. He goes, "That's what he said." He goes, uh, "When I go out, like if I go to a bar, he goes, everyone wants to buy me a beer. That's not bad." And he goes, "But then as I get older, I don't really go to those sort of places anymore, so it doesn't really even matter." I don't. And he's like, "I live in a normal neighborhood, so it was, it was." But I was, I immediately slipped into interview mode. I sat there and just started asking him all these questions. I thought I would never God. have an opportunity to do again. What a muscle to have. 
There's yeah. so many people that don't know how to talk. Now you just made me think, like, what is, like, I, uh, like I'm definitely, I'm not saying I'm Vince Vaughn at all, but if, if someone is a fan of mine and they say, like, you know, there's certain things they say where I go, where you just kind of like, yeah, great, awesome, man, thank you. Like, you're very genuine about it, but it's like the hundredth time you've heard it after a show. Right. Like, great show, man, you're hilarious. Oh, thanks. I've never laughed that hard. Oh, thanks. Like, those are the rote ones that people say. Right. What would be the sleep? Here's the goal, people. Try to say the thing to me that's going to get me caught off guard if you come to my show like god man like you know one works for a worked for a really long time you look great man you look, look like you've been working out and i was like really thank you man thank you your hair looks full that would That's, be a good I, one dude, just the opposite whatever you're getting i go dude you gain weight you yeah like you're fat you look up oh i'm down like 20 pounds i just go for your insecurities immediately dude you seem like you'd be a really great father oh seriously seriously <laughs> nothing's better than you all the years i know you you're constantly spreading that Rogaine shit on your head. I've been doing it for fucking 20 some odd years. And nothing has changed. I, it hasn't, you haven't lost I'll it. I'll keep it. I'll keep yeah. it where I'm at. Your hair looks like it's, you look like you've lost weight, by the way. I did lose a little. It's hard when you're fucking, the guy who's sitting next to you lost 100 pounds fucking just purely by working out and eating, right? Galvin. How pressure is that? Galvin's got those kidney stones. Oh, that's the fucking worst. Yeah. And I, he can't I, enjoy life at all. No, but he, he did really, I mean, he's, he's uh, kind of an inspiration. He, I mean, he really, Galvin was fat. Galvin was like 300-something pounds, and he just... He looked like that guy from uh, Orlando, Mike... Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? No, from Orlando, the city. Mike um, Busey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looked like Mike Busey, swear to God, in every respect. They could be brothers. And now he's now he's And now Mike Busey is the fat brother. He's running marathons? Galvin's running a marathon in November. He ran a half marathon last year, and he's running one in uh, November this year. Good for him. 26 miles or whatever the fuck it is. God. That's something I'll never. Even if I lost a hundred pounds, I'm, I, I get nothing out of running a marathon yeah. or climbing a fucking mountain. And not now after after Boston, I'm definitely not running one. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> the risks of, the fr- of being I, in a marathon. Look, look. It's the reason I don't go swimming with fucking swimming in the ocean. Sometimes, like there's just things I don't do. Uh-huh. It's like I'm not gonna put the fucking work in just for. How is it not created by a fat guy? I'm going to blow up a marathon so that I never have it. Did you see the big stink was he, the kids on Rolling, Rolling Stone, Stone today? Yeah. And I guess they made him, they they say they made him look like a rock star. They did. And that's, people got it. I mean, how do you not get it by now? That's yeah. the whole reason Rolling Stone put him on the cover. Yeah. It's the reason they put Kanye West on it to look like Jesus. I was it's wondering, do you why. think they ever put uh, uh, Osama Bin Laden on there? Well, remember Time Magazine was going to make uh, Osama Bin Laden the man of the year. What? The man of the year for Time Magazine is the man, is the person who is responsible for the biggest event or change, and Osama bin Laden was the biggest newsmaker of 2001, and obviously they didn't do it because they didn't want people to freak the fuck out, but yeah. that would have made a lot of sense. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's the one positive about having your own radio show is you're always up to date with current events because someone brings them in and says, here's what's going on in the news today. And then you're like, oh, perfect. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I, who's bringing them to me? Spanish? Oh. We didn't know a fucking current event if it bit him in the dick. I'm the one who's up till three o'clock in the morning and reading news are stories. You a, do you, you know? have like updates from like CNN and shit? Yeah, I'm, I constantly have, I want to know what's going on. I have a genuine concern for, for news and what's you going on. You were the on. first radio guy to bring on George Zimmerman's brother. Yeah, George Zimmerman's brother was back on my show first and I want to say it was November of last year. Yeah, and in all fairness, I think that the monsters in Orlando had him on before me because he lived out there, and then the yeah. next day we had him on. But uh, uh, and then after the verdict, he, the verdict came down at ten o'clock on Saturday night, 
and I had him on at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. I actually went in and did a live show on Sunday morning after the verdict and had him on the air. Robert Zimmerman, whether you believe uh, you know, his George's brother was brother. guilty or not guilty or whatever, yeah, George's brother is very intelligent, and uh, I was middle of the road about the situation when we brought him on the first time, and he answered so many of the questions that he totally straightened me out and i thought we should definitely have this guy on again because people need to know the truth instead of these half truths i don't know why in all in all situations people usually dig deep in this yeah. one they were very happy with what was on the surface they didn't have to look deeper they wanted to believe whatever was easy for them to grab yeah. and and that's why i think people are so divided over it because they don't want to look into what the truth is the uh what's so interesting he's so well spoken for a guy who sells jacuzzis <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he does. <laughs> I don't know what hilarious. he does either, but... I don't know what... Everybody's like, is he a lawyer? I go, I don't know. He's not a lawyer. Well, he's not a lawyer. They would have brought that up. <laughs> I can't tell you sells jacuzzis or, 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 like, uh, or like boats or some shit. He works at that yogurt place <laughs> uh, in downtown yogurt. Orlando. Just a very just eloquent yogurt salesman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole fucking time. Trayvon Martin thing. It's funny, too, because I call my dad and I... You know, it's like... I think the ultimately... You said it, too, when we were walking out from getting coffee... The, what everyone thinks is, I just don't want my son to get shot. Like, my dad saw it as a father. Yeah. He was like, you know, I just think about you. And you said the same thing about your son. I get a lot of shit for, for defending Obama, which now I kind of look into it a little bit more. I kind of think maybe it was a little more politically motivated. But when Obama spoke about it and he said last year, if I had a son, it would look like Trayvon Martin. Uh, I, I honestly thought that he was speaking from a human point of view, not from the president's point of view. Yeah. That he said, look, I, I, I feel bad in this situation because if I had a kid, it would probably look just like that kid, you know? And, and everybody was like, fuck him. He's trying to politicize this. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go with he was human for five minutes. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I think the same thing. But living in Florida, being a concealed weapons permit holder, knowing full well what the law is knowing that this case should have never even gone to trial there was no way george zimmerman was going to be found guilty and if he was that's when the fucking rioting should have started because they just manipulated the law so that they would have uh you know they would appease a couple of lunatics that were out there getting ready to turn cars over yeah it's 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 really interesting to i watched all that especially out of a as a person who grew up in florida and i like i know people are allowed to have concealed weapons i yeah. know like the, i remember the stand the ground i remember this law when we were kids the rule was if, and my dad didn't own guns, but the, I remember other dads, and, and my dad, I, I asked my dad this, and he said, yeah, that's the law. If someone is breaking into your house, and you shoot them as they're running out the door, and they, and you just drag them back into the house. Right. That was the big thing, because if they're outside, yep. you can't prove that they were in your house, you're supposed to shoot them and drag them in, which is bullshit too, but yep. yeah, I mean. You I'm know. sure they see the blood strips. Right. Going, so, no, 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 swear to God, swear to God. He was in your driveway. <laughs> And then we put that chemical on that lights everything up, and you could see it going backwards. Yeah, that was what they used to have the retreat law, where you had to, if you had the opportunity to retreat, you had to retreat first. Yeah. Then you wanted to fire warning shots, all that bullshit. Now it's just, hey, especially at home. I'd definitely fire a warning shot. I'd be a definite warning shot guy. I'd fire a warning shot, too, right through his fucking head. (laughs) Warning shot. Like, if it gets to the point where I'm taking my gun out, somebody's dying. That's it. Really? Yeah, because I never pull it. I've never pulled my gun out unless I. One time, some guy in traffic was pretending like he was going to go for a gun. He reached in his glove compartment, and I just stared at him. And I just happened to be coming back from the gun range, so I had like nine guns in the car. So I rolled down my window, and I go, here, you need one? Take one of mine. And the guy just shit his pants. But that's the only you time. You rolled ever... your window down and yeah. offered him your gun? Yeah, he went all frantic to his glove compartment like he was going to shoot me. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for this. I got nine guns sitting next to me. 
And then I finally rolled down my window to call him out. I go, you, what, would you forget yours? Here, take one of mine. <laughs> I hand him a 9 millimeter in traffic. Like, I, But uh, in, in all seriousness, I've never taken one out to defend myself. And if I do, it's I'm going to fire it. You well, know? you knew I, there were dudes who had shotgun racks. I mean, that's back when shotgun you could keep shotguns in your truck. You can, can you? You could still do that now. Oh, you don't even need real? a permit to keep to carry a weapon in your car or your house. In Florida, you can any average Joe can go and wait out the three day waiting period. They'll do their little simple background check, and you can buy a gun, and you don't have to uh, you don't have to have a license if you want to conceal it and carry it with you. That's what you need the license for. I wanted to buy a shotgun so bad after we went skeet shooting. Yeah, I had so much fun ski skeet shooting. Pretty cool. Ski shooting was so much, and I was really good at it. And I was like, "That's the thing is, you think you're gonna suck at it, and once you break two of them, you're like, I'm pretty good at this." Yeah, because it looks impossible. Yeah, and we went out there, and it was like fucking. I was killing it, and I was like, I might want to go hunting, like yeah. kill a bird, something that doesn't like, like Patrice said, something that can't smile at me. I don't know, dude. I shot a bird one time with a pellet gun, and it fucking ruined it for me. When uh, I, was I shot school. a frog when I was a kid, and Stephen St. George. Stephen St. John's backyard. Yeah. And fucking, whoo. I shot a bird in midair with a pump handgun pellet gun. <laughs> and all my friends were like, holy fuck, you got on the first one. And I, I'd never been prouder because I was always a little fat kid that got picked last for soccer. And here I was. I finally had something I was good at. I was the fucking Wild West Wrangler of, of Staten Island. I pulled that pellet gun on. I shot that bird. And then I went over to it. And when I went to go and, and look at it and all my friends were there, another bird came. And it was hovering over it, looking at its dead friend, going, why? Why won't you come fly with me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I felt so, like the bird kept, it was like a cartoon. It kept looking at the dead bird and looking at me. And then looking at the dead bird and looking <laughs> at me. And I, it was almost like in my mind now I could see little bird tears on its fucking beak. That's why I never want to kill an animal. Because if I don't kill it on the first shot and it twitches and it looks at me like, why did you do that to me, you cocksucker? <laughs> I, I caught a gar. Isn't Fish. it? A gar. Yeah. It's, it looks like a fucking alligator yeah. fish. I caught a gar in my backyard one time, and it was. I was like, I was fucking flipped out. And the kids that I was with, I want to say it was Chris Suarez and Kenny Suarez. They were like, "You got to kill this fish because that fish eats bass." Right. And they're like, and I was like, okay, but gars are really tough to kill, like. Like, not even really tough, yeah. especially if you're, like, 12. Especially with a fish, you just don't throw it back in the water. Oh, no. Well, yeah, well, I guess that's one way, but I needed to cut its head off. So I started stabbing it, but the knife kept sliding off. It would not go through. And now I'm just, like, marking up this fish, and I can't kill it, and it's still flipping. I'm like, no, no, no. My dad just comes out and sees me trying to stab a fish. He goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, it won't die, Dad. You're either a serial killer or a comedian after Yeah, that. and so I threw it back in the water. Oh, oh, cut <laughs> after cut up, I was like, fuck it. If he can that live. fish went on to heal and live, and he's the toughest fucking fish in the state of Florida. He's got scars all on his neck, like, what? What are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, that was in. That was uh, when I was a kid. I used to go fishing every fucking day out in Lutz. I, I, I live on a lake now, and I take my son there every once in a while. My number one reason why I don't go every day or at night or whatever I'm afraid of alligators. Dude, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're and they. I don't. I want to say there weren't this many when I was a kid. They weren't. They were. They. They were there, but they weren't. They don't. They didn't come out like they come out now. Why? Why are they coming out so much? We moved into their territory, and now they're kind of getting used to, you know, golf club, golf courses, and dude, they're, used there's, to us. they're all in my dad's lake. All in my yeah, dad's lake, which I don't. I live ten minutes from. Yeah, and I and I we go out there now, and you shine out the flashlight, you see alligators crossing. Who is that? <laughs> my wife just texted me a picture of my son holding up his WWE belt. <laughs> this is I, I got to tell you. And you look at your kid when he's six years old, and you think, my son could be president. 
I never have thought that once. <laughs> My son. Just keep them away from Isla because the two of them together might just end up fucking making bombs in the oh, backyard. Yeah. Like like I like we come over for Thanksgiving. They're like, we're digging holes. Come on. <laughs> My son will be the one that uh, somebody convinces to do something bad one day. Oh, He's just nuts. I, I told you that... Um, that did you? I, maybe I didn't. I talked about this maybe one time on stage. But that tree that I have right there is yeah. dead as fuck. Yeah. So Isla won't doesn't want me to get rid of it because Isla, it's it's her favorite tree out of all the trees here. That's her favorite one. She's a favorite tree. Yep, that's her favorite tree. And so I said, baby, I think I'm gonna cut it down. She goes, Daddy, I'm gonna bring it back to life. I'm gonna I'm gonna water it and talk to it and feed it and give it love and it'll come back. So I'm like, fine. I, you know, I'm I'm not cutting it down now. Right. So I'm like, let her do it. This is probably couple months ago now or a month ago i'm walking through the back of our house and out of the windows i see isla shouting at the fucking tree and i come out and i come out the side back where i came out and i start walking out and she's already walking away from the tree stomping her feet i go Isla, what are you fighting with the tree about she goes squirrels and just walks inside <laughs> i was like what the fuck turns out uh the tree's dead now the squirrels won't come and fuck with it like, uh, it, like it used to have used to have fruit all on it, so the tr- squirrel you could always feed a squirrel from that tree, and nah. you cannot get a squirrel on that tree now Nobody that it's gives dead. A fuck about a dead tree. No one gives a fuck, and we're trying to get rid of it. I have a squirrel. I don't. Know, I wouldn't say it's a problem, but I think they're getting in my attic. But they're not doing anything. But I, every once in a while, it just sounds like a bunch of kids running through my <laughs> through my house. Dude, a squirrel in the house sounds fucking terrifying. Do you ever hear shit. that? The, those. They ever see the show where it's like not monsters inside, but it's like it's like infested. Yeah. And the woman's like, "Yeah, my walls were vibrating." And they open it up, and it's all snakes. Oh, no. Oh, that would fucking make me Are lose my mind. Yes. Oh, you know, I, I saw, um, I, I live in this place called Wilderness Lake Preserve. and Now? Yeah, yeah, that's where I live. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lake. yeah, yeah. And uh, they um, have a Facebook page, and the neighbors, like, post pictures of when they see deer and shit. It's, like, the gayest thing, but uh, now it's snake season, so everybody's posting pictures of snakes in their on their property. So I bought this gun. I have this gun called a Judge. It has it shoots four ten shotgun shells out of that. It's a handgun, and they call it the Snake Killer. So I don't know. I can't find out. Nobody can give me an answer. A lawyer, a cop, nobody can answer me. If I could fucking shoot a snake in my yard, like all I'm worried about. If I see it, I'm shooting it. I'm just worried about whether I'm going to jail. Like Why? for unloading a, a firearm, yeah, shooting a gun in my backyard. Or my front yard. I don't really give a shit about my backyard. How can they know that you shot it? Just be like, what me? Because it's loud as shit, and my neighbors will be like, he's firing a gun. Get a silencer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my sniper? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, all I know what is... What kind of snakes? Rattlesnakes or moccasins? That's the thing. And there are people identifying them. I don't give a fuck. A snake's a snake. Oh, kill it with a shovel. We used to kill snakes in our backyard with a shovel all the time. You go out to play bat, you go out to play wiffle ball in our backyard, yeah. and all of a sudden somebody be like, rattlesnake! And you're like, what? <laughs> Two problems that one is that uh, I'm clumsy and I'm just afraid that I'm going to go try and give it the shovel guillotine and I'm going to miss and it's going to cut your toes off. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Now you're on the floor with a snake. And then the other thing is I don't have a fucking shovel. (laughs) I don't have any yard tools whatsoever. If I had to dig a hole, I'd have to hire a Mexican. I have no I have no tools at all. My garage is filled with other shit, but I have when it comes to yard work and all that, I have nothing. Seriously? I don't, I don't have a shovel. What am I going to have oh, a shovel for? I fucking bought everything. For what? I bought it all. I bought it all. I fucking bought it all. Yeah, I've dug a lot of holes here. I, for what? Uh, to plant trees. I planted ficus mm, back Jesus. there. I planted all the uh, all the whatever jasmine right over there. Hasn't really come in the yeah. way I thought it would. I'm not that guy. 
Really? I'm not putting a ficus or jasmine in my yard. And if I am, my guys who cut my grass will be the guys doing that. I, I, it's not even. I don't know. I just don't have. I don't have any of those inherent man skills. Uh, it's one of the things I have. fucking love about this house. Planting. Like, shit. Oh, just fucking planting shit. Building stuff like uh, I put together that treehouse. No, you did not. Uh, with there my dad, no f- we- way in the world. Technically, I fucking messed up, and Isla was like, Isla was making some argument that I don't do anything for this family, and I go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" The I same go, one who wanted to save a dead tree. Yeah, she goes, "Daddy, you don't do anything for this family. Mommy does it. You just go out and party all the time." And I was like, "I was like, Isla, that's not true." I go, "Who put together the treehouse in the backyard?" And she goes. Uh, Santa and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Santa bought us one of those. Did he? Yeah. How much was that? Uh, I don't know. Like, okay, it's important that we talk about this. I have when no these idea. Wooden Al Qaeda training facilities that they have in the backyard <laughs> for kids. <laughs> the one that I have in my yard was all wood. It's about the same size. It was five thousand dollars. Really? I could have bought a car. Yeah. With that money, I could have put a down payment on a cheap suburban house somewhere dude it's uh, i have no idea that i'm sure that was probably i'm i would i would i it has to be in that ballpark because yeah, it's, it's the one from like toys r us or wherever it's it, they're insane and then it and we knew it was gonna happen kids plan them for fucking three days yeah, and then they're done and then fucking done yeah they've they've conquered every yeah. ramp and whatever ladder swing set i'm not really comfortable with the yeah. uh, dexterity of it but there's no way i'd let my kid plan something integrity i don't even know integrity <laughs> You say? I said I meant to say integrity, the dexterity of it. Yeah. I fucking hate it. My brain's like fucking not firing right. Hence the cleanse. All the drugs. No, what cleanse? no drugs. What are you doing? Uh, I'm, my cleanse. You should do it. It's no, really fun. I don't. What do you like? What do you do? I just uh, like uh, juice in the morning, snack. Lunch is like lean protein and greens, like today. Um, and what do you think it's doing? Flushing your system. It out? does, dude. I, like I shred it out. I was two forty-five. I got down to. Uh, Got down to two two oh five was my and you lowest. Shit thirty pounds? Nope. It well it just unbloats me for me. Uh-oh. It cleans your liver out, and lets your liver process all the fat. And for me, it's just like I'm weighing down my liver down every fucking weekend. Twenty wings at Hooters is the same thing to me. What? If I eat twenty wings at Hooters, hot with two yeah. blue cheese. Oh yeah, shitting for three days. That used to be right my out. cleanse. I can't eat spice anymore. It really fucks my stomach up. Yeah, that's. I'll tell you, that's one of the things that sucks about getting old. Yeah. You can no longer do those everyday things that you used to do. I'll never forget one time we were on the set of uh, of Reality Bites back, me and Donnell Rollins, and the PA. I we told him I told him to get crudita, uh-huh. and Donnell didn't know what that was. I go, it's fucking fruit, f- vegetables, guys. Vegetables. I go, go to the fucking store, buy a bunch of like they have sweet peppers, get some ranch, get some celery. I go get some broccoli, get some cauliflower, and put it out and on a tray with the ranch. It'll look great. Right. So the kid went and got all the hot peppers, <laughs> like all the hot peppers. He got right. jalapenos, not a bell pepper, uh, not a bell pepper, serranos, uh-huh. poblanos, and habaneros, and he put them all out there. And the habaneros, I got to be honest with you. Just like in the animal culture, they looked enticing. Yeah. They looked. Yeah. They were like bright. They're little. Yeah. And I was like, oh. So I dipped one in, popped it in my mouth, shoot it up, and my mouth lit on fire. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. And Donnell made so much fun of me. Ah, uh, you and your crew d'etat? Your crew d'etat? <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. No justice, no peace. And he just fucking dipped it in. And he, I'll never forget his first words were, mama. And he was fucking, his mouth was on fire. Just, Oh, you follow him on Vine? No, I don't. I, 
No. You don't, who do you follow on Vine? I don't. I'm not onto the uh, that much. I just looked at your Vine that you sent out. It was me asking you how to spell connoisseur. Yeah. Who the fuck's looking at that? Uh, I'll tell you. Yeah, but I don't know. It's not that I'm against it. I just haven't found a way to utilize it. Yet. I do. Uh, look, I'll tell you who's looked at this. I put it up one minute ago. No. Some people are really funny. I can't figure out how Simon Rex makes any money. Um, like I mean, he I, sells drugs to Charlie Sheen. Twelve people have seen that. Twelve people have seen <laughs> it. Yeah, and you they, and I at lunch, and they've liked it. Yeah. Simon Rex is big on fucking Vine. What does he do? I I'm, gonna, no, I'm, 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 I'm being I am being I'm being as like as I, I'm telling you I'm a fan of the guys. I liked him when he was an actor. I liked him on MTV. I like his rapping. I like his vines. I follow him. I get a you kick out of the guy. You like his rapping? I do. I really do like his rapping. Him, Mickey Avalon. Uh, Mickey Avalon's funny. Yeah. You ever see Mickey Avalon? No. He was in the building one time. Spice had him on after me after like my show. Spice comes on, and I don't know. I didn't know who the fuck Mickey Avalon was. And I was walking out of the building, and he was walking in, and it's as Mickey Avalon looks like if somebody shrunk Paulie Shore, made him ten pounds fatter and gay. That's Mickey Avalon. Really? He looks like a fat, short, gay Paulie Shore. Uh, he he his I his album I really like, and he's funny as shit. I just didn't really? know who he was that day, and I listened to him do that interview with Spice, and he was fucking hilarious. He's lived a fucking weird life. Yeah, he has. But you know, he tells a story, and I love when people say this. We were, it was him and another guy, and they were they were pretending to be gay prostitutes. So they would get gay guys to come and pay them, and then they wouldn't do anything, and they'd just take the money and run away. I wanted to call in and be like, nobody believes that. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> we don't. I don't believe that. Might have robbed one or two. One time they didn't hold you down. Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to get my money's worth, boy. Mickey Avalon. Uh, Mickey Avalon is uh, a white Jewish rapper. If you don't know, he looks like a short, and he fat was addicted short. to heroin. His dad was a heroin dealer, I think, something like that. They both got addicted together. His mom found out that he was on HotCox.com, and she got, and then he got sober. But now he's a rapper, and so Simon Rex kind of got him his deal. And so I like Simon Rex. Here's my point: yeah. I like Simon Rex a lot. But I look at his vine, and he lives the most luxurious lifestyle. He lives. He's on. He's in going to. He's going to Palm Springs. He's going to Hawaii for a month. He's in Hawaii for a fucking month, hanging out with this chick that I can't figure out if it's his sister or it's some girl that he got pregnant, and he wants to spend time with this kid who's fucking adorable, and he lives up in the hills. He, he's always in nice cars. He's always with famous people, but I don't know what he does he, for okay, money. Okay, so what did he do before? He did MTV. He did MTV. Well, yeah. Let's go net worth. Yeah, God. Well, but look what he did, though. Let's, isn't that net worth shit is never right? Yeah, it's never right. Never right. Because it told me, I had Tim Allen on the other day, and it told me Tim Allen was only worth $80 million, and there's no way he's worth less than $100 million. Well, I I was with Adam Richmond, and we were in uh, we were at the airport, yeah. and I was net worthing someone. And he goes, what's that? And I said, celebrity net worth. You've never seen it? And he goes, no, what is it? And I said, you can find out how much someone's worth. I go, look. And I typed in him in front of him, and he went, really? And I go, is that accurate? And he goes, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Um, Although... Uh, I got Harlan Williams pretty good. Well, sometimes, sometimes I think yeah, they what they they just go like when we were did when you we were with Gilbert Godfrey, um, and we were like we guessed his and I'm, it was high, mm-hmm. and he was like maybe I don't know, and you're like I bet it's nothing near that, but he's like who's gonna say no? It's actually a lot lower. <laughs> Adam Richmond did say it was like, he was like mine's a lot lower. <laughs> we had somebody else recently. I can't remember who said it was lower. I do a lot of the celebrities that come. Bill in, Burr. Bill Burr's six million, and he was like, "Come on, he 
He's like, six million. You think I'm coming to your house to do your fucking podcast? I was like, good point. Good point. Um, who? By the way, that was one of the better podcasts. That was. You know what? Funny. This. Uh, this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put go on a limb. This is actually a really good podcast right here. I can feel it. The. Uh, this one. Yeah. Yeah. From the beginning to like right now, it's going. It's dropping a little bit. But you think so? No. Because you're twiddling on your fucking phone. No, the Bill Burr podcast we got done. I just like talking to Bill. I like talking to friends. So I get like he was great. I get a kick out of it. And then we got out, and Bill goes, "That was a really good podcast." I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." Like totally not attached to it. And he was like, "No, that was a really." He goes, "I've never really talked about that Philadelphia stuff." That him breaking down that Philly thing. Piece it by was piece really was awesome. fucking interesting because I was like, I was like, I never looked at it that way. The way he saw it and the way he perceived it. And we and I've asked him about it and I've heard him talk about it before in other places. But he really took it and broke it down. Yeah, from his point of view, that was really good. He was uh, that was a, a good one. Um, the anytime Joey's in here, Joey's just a fucking Joey. I don't know how he doesn't have how somebody hasn't made a show, a reality show about. I, even for the people like the East Coast people that don't know who Joey Diaz is, maybe not as much. Uh, he's so fucking interesting as a person. I listen to him tell drug stories. I'm not a drug guy. I barely yeah. have smoked pot in my life. But when I hear people tell drug stories from his, like, it, it was fucking hilarious. Some of the things that have come out of his mouth without intent to be funny are, are the funniest. Those things. are the funniest ones yeah. ever. And, I, like, he was telling me a story. We were driving one time, and he was saying that he went to the doctor to get a uh, to get a, a rectal exam. And he was like, ah, oh, I fucking hate that shit. I hate that shit. He goes, Bert. And it's like, you're waiting for them to say something. And I get naked, and the doctor stops, and he goes, can I stop you right now, Joey? And he goes, yeah, and he goes... There is a uh, toilet paper on the head of your dick. <laughs> so he goes, oh, sorry. And then he goes, I had to pull it off. I go, what was there? Toilet paper on the head of your dick. He goes, I had to clean it up for the guy. <laughs> I go, wait, you're just wiping your dick. I was the fucking best. And then he, but like the, it's the, his asides that make him so fucking funny. Do you, uh, did you have that done? What, rectal? The, rectal? The finger up the ass? I have, but not for a doctor. <laughs> No, I had, I had, I did when I fell off the uh, aircraft carrier and was shitting blood. Oh, I had to go. I was trying to get my wife pregnant for my first kid, and uh, we couldn't get it done. And they checked her out, and she checked out good. So then they had to check me out. And I went to the doctor. I went there, and uh, for I don't remember, it was just like a checkup. And he goes, "When's the last time you had your uh, prostate exam?" I was like, "I'm 34, never." And he's like, "All right, let's do it." I go, "Well, not today." And the truth is, I wasn't really afraid of it. But I really, I did go to Hooters for lunch that day, and I felt like I had a shit brewing inside. And I thought, as soon as this guy sticks his finger <laughs> up my ass and he pulls it out, it's going to just gonna fucking leak every eye. <laughs> like, that's all I saw is me just shitting all over this guy's arm. <laughs> so, and he was a big, burly guy. Remember that? Remember Grizzly Adams, the guy who used to live with yeah, the bear? Yeah. He looked like that guy. And That's uh, who you want finger in your ass. <laughs> I didn't plan to get my ass finger that day. I didn't know. And he goes, um... Yeah, it's it's it'll take two seconds. I go, yeah. I go, can we just like make an appointment? I'll come back. He's like, you're here now. Just do it. Uh, and he uh, and he did it. But the fucked up thing is, is that when I think about it, it, it wasn't a big deal. And for anybody who needs to have it done, it it's a little it's a little uncomfortable. And just right when you're like, oh god, I gotta pee, is he's done. It's over. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. But when he was checking my balls and my dick beforehand. Because we're trying to figure out why we can't get pregnant. He obviously that was the easiest. Let's look around first and see if there's anything there. And then he did the finger in the ass. So when I'm telling the story, I go and and then he uh, looking at my balls and my dick. And he asked me about if I ever had the finger in the ass story. And he goes, "All right, well, let's do it today." And he puts the glove on. And and then I'm saying it out loud. And I'm like, "Did he not have a glove on while he had his hands up on my balls?" I don't think he did. <laughs> How fucking weird is that? 
Yeah, I, like he's a yeah. picture of the fucking big guy that lived with Grizzly Adams juggling my balls just with no, no glove, glove just yeah, just raw dogging it. Yeah, and oh. like mo- and like being rough with it, like picking things up and pulling. And when I did my when I did my ass wax, I was totally naked. Yeah, and she slathered stuff on my asshole. Yeah, and she did it barehanded. Yeah, that's hot though. I was yeah, I was. I'm getting hard now. You must have been hard as a rock. <laughs> I get a massage, and every time they accidentally touch my nuts, I'm like, Pruh. I was talking about this. I think I talked about it on stage, one of those late shows where I've been drinking. Um, That's rare. And uh, and so and so I, when I got back from Europe after I've been to Russia, I had got my girlfriend for five years cheated on me with my best friend, and so you knew that. But um, so I went and got tested for everything because I figured I totally had AIDS. I was like, "That's the way," because that's the way they'd scared the fuck in out the of 90s, us. We all yeah. we had AIDS. Oh, we're getting. I got AIDS. Uh-huh. I definitely got AIDS. Everyone's got AIDS. I know a gay guy. I must have AIDS. And so the guy, uh, so the guy, this guy can't throw a baseball. I've got AIDS. So, um, I the guy doctor said, "I have a pink shirt. I must have AIDS." <laughs> so, I love this song. Oh shit! So, um, love shit. <laughs> oh fuck! I've got AIDS. <laughs> I thought I had AIDS. I really thought I had AIDS. And I was like... Anybody who saw Philadelphia had AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> you were so close. Oh, shit. I saw Joe versus the volcano. I think I got AIDS. <laughs> so, so, so I go in and I tell the doctor, goes, why are you getting tested? And I said, my girlfriend cheated on me, cheated on me with my best friend. And he, I remember him going, wow. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, what happened? And I was like... I open my head. I'm like, can we not fucking talk about this? Like, I don't want to fucking like. I was I was in Europe for a while, and he was like, ooh, mm. and he's like, wow, okay. So he goes, when did you find this out? When did they do this? And I was like, well, they were doing it, I think, all summer, but I just found out. And he's like, and you've had sex with her? And I said, yes. And he's like, you, and you're the only person she said you didn't have sex with anyone over in Europe. And I was like, no. And he was like, really? And I said, no. He said, you were over in Europe, not. And I said, no, I didn't, okay? Um, and he's like, all right, well, uh, let's, uh, let's get naked. And I remember he left, left the room so I could get naked. And I didn't, know there was, I, I didn't know there was a gown you could wear this before you ever got naked in front of any doctor. Right, right. I didn't know that that folded up napkin was yeah. a fucking gown. <laughs> and so I'll never forget that I, this is, what the, this is distinctly how my brain works. I, when he walked in and he saw my dick, I didn't want him to think it was small and that's why she cheated on me. So right. I started working up a little chub bit of a chub. Yeah. Like, cause, and so I'm working up a little bit of chub. I get naked. I, I get naked. I took my fucking watch off, my <laughs> necklace off. I'm, I'm fucking nude. And I, I walk in and I'm half hard and he's like, whoa. And he's like, where's the gown? And I was like, what gown? You didn't give me a gown. He's like, right over there. And I was like, oh shit. Well, if I had a gown, you wouldn't get to see this. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and then I didn't realize what it entailed is them doing the swab in the, yeah. Of the dick, dude. I don't. I can't even. I've had my father, my brother, a couple of friends of mine. Everybody, like all the a lot of guys I know, at one point have had not just swab because that's a sex test, but yeah. like the tube or something to go in there. I'm gonna tell you right now. I think I just wait for it to fall the fuck off before yeah. I have that done. Psychologically, that blows my fucking mind. I'll put two doctor fucking hands in my ass before I put anything in my dick hole. Uh, that in the head. Do you know Johnny Knoxville had to run run something up the head of his dick yeah. every single day? He had to do it. I know because he broke. Uh, dude, that's, that's he broke that's, his urethra, right? Mm-hmm. How did he break his fucking? I don't know, urethra? I have a liner from him. This is Johnny Knoxville, and you're listening to the other guy who broke his cock. <laughs> I don't. I, it, but he, I, there, I've seen ads in Tampa on local ads for a company that makes uh, catheters that you put in yourself. If I had to do that, especially, and I'm sure I'm going to get cursed 
for saying this that it'll happen. Like if I had to be the guy to do that yeah. to myself every day, I couldn't do it. I'd probably just give up. I couldn't do it. I went to a meeting one time and the guy told me that his son was born without an anus and they had to every night put a rod up his to create an anus. That was a first, wow. it was a really an interesting. I wish I could tell you this guy's name. Not that that matters at all, but I, I but um, we went to the meeting and I was young. I was like 26, 20, 26 years what old. Kind We're of looking this? for hire a writer for my sitcom. Oh, and so how did that come up? The uh, exactly. We went to a bar on Ventura. Looking for funny guys. We sit up and the his... guy's got a. Uh oh, is my manager. Hold on one second. You take it. Take it live. I'll take it live. I'm gonna have to edit it out. Don't edit it out. Hello. Hey you. Hey, what's up? Your manager's. Hey, a uh, Montreal's up my ass about your travels. Do you have it booked? Uh, I have it on hold. I just got to put a credit card down. Put it up right. Okay, can you get it to us today? Yeah, of course. Okay, just shoot me a Ford meeting email when you get it, will you? Yep, I will send it over. Thank you, dear. Thanks for the uh, the, the fruit basket thing. We loved it. That was awfully sweet of you guys. Oh well, I'll I'll tell Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, excellent. All right, so I'll let them know that they'll have it today. All right, thank you, Judith. Oh, by the okay, way, you by the way, this was on the podcast. If you're comfortable with that. Oh, this conversation is. Yeah, I can take it out if you need me to. I'm sure Montreal will be happy to hear me say that they're up my ass. I'm sure that'll go over well. <laughs> Got me excited. I can do that. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, Goodbye. bye. So, um, so Judith, is she good looking? Yeah, she's my manager. So um, she, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, the guy with the the kid with no asshole. So yeah, we sit down at the bar and he's he's got like two martinis into the night, and I was like, hey, and he goes, you want a martini? And I was like, we didn't say hi. Yeah. I go, yeah, I go, I'm Bert, and he was like, I know. My kid's got no ass. And it's the first thing he said, and I was like, <laughs> what? He goes, man, you don't know anything about this. I love to write about just not having this fucking deal with like my kid was born without an anus, and we've got to like stick that a can't rod. Be real, he was punking you. I, sw- dude. There's no way that anyone brings this into a meeting. What's even crazier is I, I met his, I knew who his wife was. And so I, I wanted to, like I randomly, like a year later, I ran into his wife at an audition and I so badly wanted to like be like, how's the kid? But I didn't bring <laughs> it up. Still no anus. Yeah. But no, that's normal. Someone else said that the other day. I heard someone else say that their child was born with no anus and you got to like, you've got to like create one. They make one. They sew one and you've got to keep it open. Can I tell you this? I'm, my wife's going to fucking kill me, but she'll never hear this. But I don't know. My, I could do so much before my wife uh, uh, you know, acknowledged technology. Now she's you know, yeah. she's got an iPhone. I kind of got to watch my step a little bit. My daughter, this is the one thing that I was worried about. My daughter, the doctor said, hey, everything's developing fine with your daughter. But in her daughter private area, yeah. there's a, I don't even, I don't be honest with you, I don't really know. But there's something there. That should there's something there that has like a, a piece of skin had grown over, like her her baby area, her little yeah. private area, and the doctor says it's not something to be too concerned with now, but uh, as you're cleaning her and uh, with the wipes, you can be a little extra rough in that area, and that'll that'll kind of li- and I thought that's the most horrific fucking thing I've ever heard. I, be rough in that area to me, my wife can go in there and yes. brutally it up. I don't even like to like uh, God. I'm not I'm not. It's weird because I'm not a pussy like that. Oh, I'm not fuck. like. But when I think I, I don't even want to go near, like I clean around <laughs> it and hope to God everything else in there is fine. Uh, yeah, that was the uh, the old joke. The best joke is Louis C.K. where he just keeps going over, going. Sometimes they'll get shit in their cunt. Yeah, yeah. And he just says yeah. it over and over and over again. And the, and it's terrible. Because, and it's not so much like I'm not afraid 
to touch it or do what I got to do. But my thing is that I'm I'm clumsy and I have giant catcher's mitt fingers yeah and i just am afraid oh i'm you know because they do they're they do with a little girl and and i know this is going to creep everyone out but it's true they do get sometimes they get crap in their junk and you've got to get it out because it's super dangerous for them to not have it in there my wife's like you got infection yeah you got to clean it out she's like and 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 i was like I'm just afraid I'd push it up in there deeper. Right. Like I was like, like I, I don't know which way to go. I go look. I've never even. Yeah. I'm not even good with the one I get to play with. Like I don't want to. I don't want to roll the dice on the brand new one. Oh, so yeah, so I've true. never. I've. I've. I never really changed kids. I'm really not that active of a parent. I realized today. Like I got up and I was like, "Where's everybody?" Yeah, but you. You. The reality of the situation is. Like especially when you talk about having that second kid, and it doesn't come by accident. Yeah, we had to talk about it. We said, "All right, we're gonna have another kid. That's fine." But you got to know that I'm getting old, and I'm sick of, of not sleeping and chasing the fucking kid. This one's on you. All right? yeah. I'm going to make a lot of money, but you're going fucking baby duty. And my there, wife's been really good. There is a gen- genuine trade-off that I think has happened since I've con- definitely since I've been consistently working. And she even gave it to me when I was like a $1,200 road comic. Like, there was... Um, there was I don't fucking have a joke I want to tell you so bad Same. right now I'm not gonna because that fucking would cause a clusterfuck in my life the um so but like she was always good about letting me sleep when I got back from the road but but she also worked at the time so when I when I was back from the road I got like a day grace period but then I was daddy on duty Tuesday yeah. Wednesday until I went back out and if it was Thursday Friday Saturday I was like fuck I need to get a road date but now I come home. And she lets me sleep. I woke up and I go, where is everybody? Here's the worst part is I haven't drank for like four days, three days. Yeah. And so I'm feeling really good. You know, like I feel really active. Yeah. So I woke up. I didn't, I'm like, where is everybody? Shit, they left for fucking camp. Like no one said goodbye. And I get up and I hear them all in the room and I get in and everyone's in the bedroom. And this is like Leanne's morning ritual. She'd get in bed with each of them and they'll talk. And I go, what are you guys doing? And she's like, hey, dad, what are you doing here? And I was like... I go, I thought you guys left. They're like, it's 6 in the morning. I was like, fuck, fuck, this is bad. I was like, I just had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Have you ever had a nanny? Yeah. Fucking hot ones. I'm a little bit of a predicament with my nanny because my nanny is my producer's girlfriend. And I'm not going to say I don't want to fuck her. Yeah. But I believe that she's repulsed by me, so it makes it easier to not fuck her. Oh, I I had, first of all, I had the hottest nannies. Then I had... um, I, this may make this so uncomfortable because they may listen to this. Yeah. So girls, if you're listening, know that I I always thought you were beautiful, but I was very respectful. I never they never would say I ever hit on them ever. Right. I was no, never I really never there much. Either. But uh, but what would happen is, and this is true to this day, is I became really good friends with them, and I still am. They come yeah. over to they go to Georgia and Isla's recitals, and they still are very active in our life. They come over for dinner every every now and then. They'll house sit the dogs, uh-huh. and um, what would happen is, and I think this happened. With like, I think I want to say Nikki, which one of them was really into football, and so like Monday night football would start, and I'd be I'd get home on Mondays, and we'd show up, and I'd be hungover, and we'd just start watching Monday night football, and the kids would be running around, and we'd be just sitting there watching you football, and, and Leanne, yeah, Leanne would come home at seven o'clock, going, "Has anyone started dinner? What the <laughs> fuck?" And we'd be like, "Oh no, the Jets are playing." I don't. I wouldn't. The hit girls on are here. Either. Hang on one second. Oh, I'm gonna shut the doors before Priscilla dirty. gets here. Stand by. I got a real dirty thing coming. I love you just asked the dog. No, I'm good, thank you. Um, the, uh, so, so I know you would never hit on the nanny. Yeah. Did you ever jerk off while the nanny was in the nope. house? Oh, 
What, nope, what nope, nope, I was nope, gonna say nope. on the nanny. <laughs> no, to the nanny. No, to the, no. no. I'm while they were in the house. If they're watching the kids in the other room. You never jerked off. In the no, because we lived house. at the time we lived. We lived in that loft. Yeah. So there's no like there's nowhere to fucking hide. The bathroom. No, I don't think I ever did. Oh wow. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I'm at it. Whenever there's another girl in my house, nanny. Maid, whatever. I'm in the other room rubbing one out. It heightens it. It heightens the experience. Yep. Um, I'm dying. Not even my maid. Just in my the f- uh, fictitious maid in my head. Just for her to walk in. Oh, senor. So sorry. It's okay. <laughs> not even your maid. Come on in, Carmelita. <laughs> no, I never. Um, I did, The only thing. The only, this is God damn it. I hope to God. And thank God Leanne can't. Thank God no one has quote unquote emailed this podcast to her so yeah. she can hear it. Yeah. She's like, no one emails it to me. I don't get a copy. I go, really? Mm, must be a glitch. She goes, I go, it's an RSVS feed. She goes, oh, I've seen that. I don't want to download it. I'm going to get a virus. I go, babe, it's from my fucking website that you fucking pay for, that we take care of. You have a lot of other chances to get a virus from Bert. Yeah. From that. <laughs> she, uh, I do, I'll tell you what I have done. This was, uh, oh, fuck, this is, uh, like, if I get hit on really hard by a girl, yeah. I may possibly um, incorporate her into a uh, scenario in my head the next day, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is, which is be- like, now every girl that fucking talks to me is going to be like, oh, <laughs> don't get too close to this guy. <laughs> how hot will it be if somebody is like, hey, do you remember me? I met like, you. And- put me in the game. Well, yeah. Have you, was I one of those girls? Will you be honest with them if they ask you? No, never. Yeah. No, like, there's no, there's no one. Uh, like it's weird because I can't, like I can't have a, I can't be someone I know. Mm-hmm. It's got to be someone that is like a, like just passes by in life. See, I'll be honest, and I talk about this all the time, but I, I, I have thought about fucking every woman that I've ever, I met. Do I you think? Do, do you think that's average? Like, cause that, is only, that par I, for the course? I don't know because a lot of people won't be honest. Like, if I'm in public and an old lady bends on to pick something up, I'm like, yeah. Like I just think about what they look like. Yeah, fucked in that position. I was saying at the end of the day, I was like, I, I was, I, I was talking about like it's crazy because I was like on Vine, I followed like four porn stars, and then I was like, I was like, this is great, uh, and I and I just followed them, and then I realized they're just showing tits and yeah. ass, and I was like, this isn't really that interesting, and it's kind of inundating my sex with just tits, my head with just tits and ass, and then I was like, well, I'm gonna unfollow all them because I don't, and and it's like my girls grab my phone, and it's like if a vine comes up, but there's only one porn star that I continued following, and that's Jesse Andrews. I don't I, know her. Oh, I've talked about her before on this podcast, and I just love. I love that she does what kind of what I maybe what I do a little bit, but it's like I, I I don't create that many scenarios. I don't have characters that I do on my vines. I'll just videotape something from my life, like just like a little bit of a reality right. show. It's like a voyeuristic, and she does it. But her life is really fucking interesting. Not only is she a porn star, she makes jewelry. She's a DJ. She flies around the world, but she's also a porn star. She goes yeah. to the fucking Kentucky Derby. So I follow her, and like this one that she had today was like. Apparently they pulled an all nighter somewhere and they were coming out like, and they were all like wasted. I'm like, what city are you in? I need more backstory. Are you in Prague? Like, so I can't. And she doesn't do that much naked stuff, so I can keep her in my timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the ones who put it out there too much. It's just like it's like when you go out to the club and the girl who wants to bang you is not the one you want to bang. You want yeah. to bang the one. That but I can't one. follow Brit Olson. Not Brit Olson. Brie Olson. Brie Olson because Brie Olson almost like is self aware. Yeah, and so it's like. It's like not as fun. I I had her on the show, and she's one of those. She's a nice girl, but 
she's one where I almost feel bad for her more than anything else. Not, not the thing. She's probably got life by the balls, but she just looks too girl next door. And I just feel bad for her. I feel like she got into porn because somebody didn't give a shit about her. Yeah. I have a hard time with that. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not a big... Uh, uh, like, I, 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 I've I, never even seen one of her porns. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I base them, especially when they're in the studio. Like that B.B. Jones, I would totally lick her butthole. Wait, who's B.B. Jones? Is that the Indian lady? No, no. She couldn't be more opposite. She's the whitest Oh, I know B.B. Jones. Yeah. The one that Ralphie started going back and forth yeah, with on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. No, wait. Remember the Indian lady? No, that came man. in, she was like 45. Oh, yeah. The grandmother. <laughs> the studio, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she came in and she was like... I don't remember what her name was. I forget it. it was she was like, all coked up. And I was like, I was like, Russell Peters had sex with her. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I texted Russell Peters. He's like, wrong, wrong one. one. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was pretty hot, but in the, that's what I want my porn girls to be. Slutty, a little dirty, and then like a bad family history. That's what I want. But if it's a girl next door, and you can tell she cries when she's alone, yeah, and she overeats to compensate for, I don't know, and then she feels bad about it. I don't like that. Well, I mean, look what look what where porn is technically. I mean, I, and I know that this is going to be a stretch, and everyone's going to like she didn't do porn, but Jenny McCarthy started yeah. out doing what was porn, like what technically is was porn in the 90s and 80s playboy 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 was porn they didn't have they didn't make the people making porn didn't have those girls yet yeah they didn't exist so she did playboy then she got on mtv then she had her own sitcom and then she i don't know i don't know what she did but now she's on the view yeah i mean i don't i hate her really yeah i don't know why i i met her i do know why i went to a um jamie kennedy and i were talking about this last week i went to an mtv movie awards one year and he was, he, ironically, he was there for it. And she was there. And, I, and for some reason, I was in this room with the A-list celebrities. When I, wasn't, I don't know if I wasn't supposed to be, but I was there with a radio broadcast anyway. And uh, just seeing her interact with other people made me hate her. Like, really? she really thought that she was. Like, you could tell the people that were in her entourage thought she was a cunt. You know what I mean? Oh, I wa- yeah. I watch people interact. Right. Like, when we do, the one thing we do is, like, when we do, like, big, uh, <clears throat> um, like, big, where every network gets together and you see other quote unquote stars of, right. of cable networks. And I'm always impressed by the people who are like hot chicks that know your name, that go up and they know everyone's name and they're like, Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. Congratulations on your third season. They know everything about you. And I'm like, I'm like, Holy shit. I don't know anyone's fucking name. I know Andrew, Z- Andrew Zimmern and, and Adam Richman. Like How's that's doing? doing great. He's Adam, doing shit. What? No, Zimmerman, I mean. Oh, Zimmerman's doing great. He's on fucking Star of the Network. Yeah. He's a fucking, he's been there, he's going to be there forever. Um, and fucking, and Adam Richmond's lost fucking a dickload of weight. What's he doing? He's on his, I think he, his oh, new show, Dickload of Weight. I'd watch that. <laughs> he looks fucking good. He is a picture of him and Brett Michaels on, on what you call it. And yeah. he looks like, I, I, dare I say, svelte. Like, really? the, like first season Adam Richmond. Yeah, well, he's been five years of eating bacon in every state, and now he doesn't so. have to eat shit. Right. He's like, he's like, I'm fucking done, and and he and he got his hip fixed. He had a hip in- injury, and I think he can like work out now. He couldn't work out before. That's my problem too. Hip. Yeah, me That's too. Not working out. It's a game changer. <laughs> it's like if I fucking break a femur, I'm gonna be the size of a fucking house. <laughs> I'll be so big. You know why I couldn't do a podcast like this? Because after a while, you get so comfortable. I just want to talk about fucking people I hate and want to kill. And uh, let's do it. <laughs> I don't. It was funny. There was this Mexican kid that worked with me in. Uh, his name is Paulie Pelagrosa, I think. Paulie something. He was, he's on my timeline. You'll find him. But uh, he, um, we were at a show, and someone thought he was Ralphie. And they, he's a big guy. He's like 450. Obviously. No, Paulie is 450. Right. 
and someone said something. Well, Ralphie, man, I can't wait to see you the next time you come by. And he goes, and he looks at me, he goes, shit, they thought I was Ralphie. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, that sucks, man. Do I need to lose weight? And I was like, no, I could just change your name to Ralphie De Mayo. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, he goes, he was, but he was like, I was like, you're 450. It's a big dude. Like, there's different categories of fat guys. Yeah. I'm Sopranos fat, so I could pull it off. Yeah. I'm a Sicilian New Yorker who, yeah. who likes to eat. So that's a, but then there's, there's fat where like your ankles are swollen fat. That's gross. I always thought, I always thought Ralphie and I, and I hate talking about Ralphie in the fourth, third person because I love him. Right. And I know he doesn't like people talking about his weight, but I'm his friend. So I, f- I figure I have a little bit of leeway. I always thought Ralphie was, um, Southern sheriff fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like in the fifties, he would have been the Southern Sheriff. They remake Smokey and the Bandit. Look yeah, here. he's got like, yo, that's what it is. I guess I'm looking to be for T Justice. But the the thing is that, uh, and I'm not even talking about Ralphie, but I'm talking about uncool fat guys. Like I carry myself well most of the time, so I can pull yeah. it off. I could still, you know, I married a hot chick. I'm all right. But um, if I go to the mall. Because fat guys have a limited selection of clothing that you can wear. Yes. All we have pretty much is casual mail. And uh, even casual mail <laughs> bought all the other fat guy clothes stores. So you're getting the same fat. If I go to the mall. Oh, shit. I never thought of that. Yeah. If I go out and I see an uncool fat guy wearing a shirt that I have, I have to throw that shirt out. I've gone through so many oh, shirts. Oh, fuck. So it's like, it's like I don't buy shirts at, at, at like Lucky Brand. Right. Because I go, people have bought that shirt because they think it's a cool motorcycle shirt. Right. And then when I see other people wearing it, I'm like, fuck, that shirt's dead to me. Ralphie uh, made me throw away a shirt one time. Not that Ralphie's uncool. He's cooler than I am, but he wore it on a Comedy Central special. <laughs> so it was then it a, looked like he gave it to you? No. Well, kind of. <laughs> it, it's a red shirt. It's a red long sleeve. Like a, It looks like a football jersey almost. Yeah, I know the it's shirt. White I know the shirt. The I know the shirt. Yeah. And number nine on the chest. Yeah. And I fucking bought that, and I was like, that's retro. It doesn't have any team names. Yeah. I love it. And then Ralphie wore it on a special, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> and I threw it out. It had nothing to do with Ralphie. It was just like he had put it out there as his fat guy shirt, so therefore I didn't. I couldn't have it. So wait, what's, hang on. Let's go back to running the board, because I feel like sometimes you could get a job in radio if you simply knew how to run a board. No. If you don't know how to run a board, you shouldn't be in radio whatsoever. Really? If you yeah. don't know how to run a board, you should not be in radio. Anybody in my studio at any time could run the board. So Dr. Drew should not be in radio. Well, uh, Dr. Dr. Drew is like the the caveat of working with him is if you could run a board, then you could be his, on his show. Yeah, but I mean, that's only because he's at a point where... No, this was back... Yeah, at any time. Like, yeah. He does, he's the fucking doctor. He yeah. doesn't have to run a board. I, I'm talking about, especially in like most talk stations and most situations like that have a room where the board is and there's a producer in there and they're doing that. I run the board because I'm completely a uh, control freak, and I need to have control of everything. I need to lower mics when I don't want people to talk as loud. I need to add music beds and stuff. Like I need. Oh, to so do that all must that. drive you nuts when Joey t- Joey talks quiet. Joey, when you listen to my podcast and Joey's yeah, like, like I. But the thing is, you don't wear headphones when you do it, so you no. can't really tell. I, I could, but it's it would be if you were staring at the levels. What? No, I look I look to make sure it's recording every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> you're on top of it, buddy. <laughs> the uh, but everyone tweets me and they're like, "Hey, man, seriously, get Joey to talk into the mic." But he's completely like, off mic at sometimes. Yeah, be uh, like, yeah. Joey, tell me a story about that guy in Texas. That motherfucker. There was a there was a good chunk where he didn't talk into the mic for like yeah. like five minutes, and but he was telling a story. Yeah, and if I didn't hear you in the background, I thought it went dead. He, but the thing about Joey is that he, he's he doesn't care about that no. stuff, and it's like that's you got to love Joey for that. Tell and me about. It. I had him on my show, 
And he and I had to wrap it up because he wouldn't stop saying fuck. I'm like, Joey, we're on the air right now. Fuck, I didn't know. I'm fine. Well, okay, you just said it again. It's like talking to Ozzy. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've ever told you one of my favorite radio stories ever. This is, um, do you know, have I told you, it's a story about Nikki Glazer? No. Oh, this is so fucking, this is one of my favorite. So Nikki Glazer is featuring for me in Richmond. And I, there was a guy that used to have a radio show there. Then he moved to Phoenix. Now he's in um, Philadelphia named Sludge. Sludge. Brian. I can't forget his name. Hagar. I'm gonna. I'm, I don't not go with radio guys' last names. Right. That's why we all have stupid names. Hagar. Sludge and Cowhead. So, um, so Sludge goes out to um, Phoenix. Then he goes out to Philly. But at the time he's in Richmond, and he was. My, it was a good friend of mine. I could go in. I'd go in. and I do all Thursday, all Friday with him, and uh, and it was a fun show. So I bring in Nikki because she wants to learn radio. Nikki Glazer is a hot, funny, really funny. I should have said funny and then hot, but she comes in. She's literally sitting off to the side on a, on a chair because it's a small studio, in the studio, and we're talking about the quickest you've ever had sex, <laughs> and uh, and Brian and Sludge and I are going back and forth, and then Nikki like leans forward, and I was like, what, "Do you have a story?" And she goes, "I actually do have a really good one, and I think you guys like it." And we're like, "Okay," so we bring her up on radio, and she goes up to the mic onto my mic or onto the other mic, and she goes, "She gets real close." She goes, "Well, one time, uh, and and this is quick." I met a guy at a bar, and there was something about him that reminded me of like the empathy he'd have for like one of my little brother's friends. Like he reminded me of, like one of my little brother's brothers, only a couple years younger. He, my little brother's friends, or my brother's friends, and uh, and so I I, I took the, took him into the bathroom and I sucked his dick, and we were like, whoa! And Sludge dumps it, and and he's like, what? And he's like, and he's like, you can't say that. And she's like, but you guys say dick all the time. And he's like, he was like, no, you can't say that. And she was like, uh, no. He goes. She goes. Okay. Now it's dumped, and the phone lines light up. Yeah. And, oh, it's not working. And so everyone's like, "What the fuck did she do? What did she do?" Uh, and he's like, "He's like, we can't really say." And she goes, "I can do it. I can do it clean." And um, we're like, "Okay." And she goes, "I met a guy," and he's like, "We got that. We got that." And she goes, "And I you reminded me of anything." So I took him to the bathroom, and I sucked his cock. <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> like, "The fuck?" Oh, she fucking! I laughed so hard. She's like, "You can't say cock." I'm like, stop it! Oh, the simple fact that you have to explain that to people. Oh God, Courtney! I did a show with Courtney Love, and she was just cursing nonstop, just like, yeah. I, I used to have this thing where I wanted to fight a celebrity, and Courtney, <laughs> Courtney Love's at the top of my list. Courtney Love and I got along really well. We we're like best. Oh, I think I would probably like her, but I wouldn't mind punching her in like 1996. Yeah, that would have been the time. Yeah. That would have been the time too. What um, uh, what what do you do when you get into an interview and you're like, wow, what do you talk about next? I don't know if I have to. If I stop for one second and think about that, I fuck up the whole thing. If I don't just keep going and rambling, really, I lo- it's weird. I lose Who's, my train of thought. What's crazy is that you find like you talk to celebrities probably a couple times a week. Yeah. Like, uh, you talk to celebrities much bigger than the comic that's in town. You talk to, like, yeah. dudes calling in to support, promote movies. And, uh, but what's interesting is when you meet them in person, you get nervous. But when you talk to them on the phone, you're completely and totally calm. No, I'm the other way around. Here's why. There's a certain, um, I don't want to say intimidation. There's, there's a little bit of an intimidation factor when they're in the room with you that it works in my favor. Because uh, it, it's hard to explain it. On the phone... They can't see you. They're tre- they don't know you. They can't see you. They won already. There's nothing that you can do to them. At worst, the, all they have to do is hang up. When they're in the room and they're trapped in that room with you, it's your you own it. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. much rather talk to people in the room. I don't really. I don't get intimidated. The worst part about it is if you like we had on 
um, Kevin James's brother. What is his name? Gary Valentine. And Gary's not a bad guy, and he's not not funny. But he's probably done a lot of things uh, with his brother that make him more famous. So when he comes in, it's almost like I don't know. It's weird, but he's a bad interview, even though he's probably a good comedian and he's a nice guy and all that. Yeah, he's a bad interview. If I feel like it's going bad and I can't save it, then we just wrap it up. But there'll be a guy like Jamie Kennedy came in the other day, and I don't care whether you think they're an A lister or a D lister. If they're if we if there's some reason why we could bring him in and make it good, we're going to do it. And he ended up being great, but he didn't come in great. He came in, hey, okay, how's it going? La, 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 la. And you really? either at that point go. What the fuck he did? What is the voice? What's with the sunglasses? Or you go, let's let him get comfortable, and then let's turn around. And we did. We turned around, and he was fucking great. Talked about Jennifer Love Hewitt's privates and all that shit. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, having them in the studio is certainly better to get a better interview. Jamie Kennedy's uh, spot on. What was it? Spot stick it. Uh, what was the show he did where he wanted to be a rapper? Uh, it was like a mock, mock reality show. He did a mock reality show. Called like Jamie Kennedy's not wilding out, it, whatever it is. The, he had the punk kind of show, and he had the Jamie Kennedy experiment. Yeah, this is when I having a fucking assistant would be great. Jamie Kennedy, I didn't spell that right, and all this coming up is three million dollars for Simon Rex. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy, he's an. I just could fucking take the one that. Um, it was remember that once. Roll, uh, in with Jamie Kennedy. Okay, was that it? Rollin or fuck? It was him and Stu Scones. Stu, Stu, fuck. This would be fucking. Anyway, he had a reality show on MTV where he not. It was a mock reality show where he wanted to be a rapper and he was right. getting rid of his career and he'd take meetings and he'd do movies still and they'd show that. But he was really trying to be a rapper with his best friend Stu Stone. And uh, and one of the episodes, they were doing a uh, segment with Tracy Morgan where he was tr- he was uh, auditioning to be Tracy Morgan's brother. So they had to put him in, dress him as a black man. And so Tracy says to him, listen, you really want to find out if you can rap? He's like, yeah. And he goes, I'll call my friends at 3-6 Mafia. They're down in Long Beach. You go as a black man. <laughs> You go down as a black man, right. and he goes, someone put Stu in black man makeup, and you go down as a black man, and you rap as a black man on stage. And, he, and Tracy's like, I know the 3-6 Mafia. And he's like, let's call them. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll find out if we really are good or if it's because we're white that they're cheering. Right. So they call the 3-6 Mafia, and they're like, sure, yeah, you can come down and do sets. They're driving in a fucking car as two black guys to Long Beach, and Stu Stone's like, do you think this is a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> I've never laughed harder in my life. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, I mean, we're going to Long Beach. And he goes, yeah, it's Long Beach. It's Long Beach. It's safe. And he goes, no, didn't, didn't Snoop grow up in Long Beach? And he goes, I'm sure it's a different part of Long Beach. <laughs> and they walk in and they are talking like white people, but they're like, hey, guys. And the street in, in, ma- in blackface. And the street mafia is like, oh, no, no, you did. You trying to make fun of us? It was so fucking great. Um, By the way, I got lost today. In L.A. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where I was, but I'm pretty sure I saw that guy in the wheelchair that hung out with Ice Cube and Boys in the Hood. Oh, uh, with the... with the <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just was... Uh, Crenshaw just sounded like it was bad. Is that bad? Is in, isn't that in rap songs? So funny. I used to have a joke that I, that I had to take this video offline because it caused so much fucking drama in the, uh, in the LBC. It was so much drama because I said that my navigation uh, took me through 
took me through a bad neighborhood and I didn't realize it until it was too late. I heard, take a left on Crenshaw Boulevard and punch it. Go, 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 go. And the joke, and the thing that really upset black people online was that Crenshaw isn't that necessarily that bad. No. And so they're like, no, they're like, you're not even in Com-. I said I was in Compton and they were like, that doesn't even run through Compton. How dare you? <laughs> and I was like, really? Are we getting tight with ge- geography? Um, I got lost and I looked up. I'm like, this looks bad. And I see Crenshaw and I went, if I'm recognizing street names from rap songs, I'm about to get stabbed. Uh, it's, it's, uh, God damn it! I still can't find that fucking show. It's it was after Malibu's Most Wanted. This is why I'd love to be on a radio show just so I could do this. Um, anyway, it was really one of the funniest fucking videos I've ever seen. I laughed so hard I kept it on my i on my D, DVR, yeah. and I'd watch it from time to time. And then I ran into Jamie Kennedy at the Irvine Improv or Ontario Improv when he was taping. He was taping that. Um, heckling movie heckler yeah, the- yeah where and was, people were just throwing shit at him the whole time yeah. and he got done and i was like hey by the way you were really funny on that one tv show and he was like oh thanks man yeah, he's he actually was, really nice he was really cool i mean that's having them in the studio i would never talk to paulie shore on the phone top five best at, top five best people to have in studio don't you can't use me and ralphie just because no. because i want to hear other like just because we were friends but like top five best studio people I don't know. I mean, the fuck. I'm, I'm such. If Galvin was here, he'd rattle them off right away. I'm the worst at remembering. Okay, shit. I'll start. Uh, I only because I've heard this is maybe one of the most epic times you've ever had on your show. Bobby Lee. Oh, Bobby Lee is fucking great. Really? Yeah, Bobby Lee was one of my favorite guests ever. Which is weird because he kind of dropped off the face of the earth as far as Tampa's concerned. Really? I, yeah, I saw he was playing at the Comedy Store or something this weekend, and I almost wanted to go by and see him. He, uh, Bobby Lee, came in and and I. I didn't know Bobby Lee's comedy very much. I knew him from Mad TV, and I knew he was Asian. I'm like, we'll just go with that. And he <laughs> came in the studio. And I remember I look at Galvin. Every once in a while I look at Galvin like seconds before the guest comes in, and I go, what the fuck are we going to talk to this guy about? You know, just yeah. Bobby Lee walks in. His hair is messed up crazy, and he was a little chubby at the time. He looked like a little chubby Asian girl. And he sat down, and I looked at him, and I go, look at you. I go, you're... you're uh, hair or something and he goes oh it's my chink hair it's it's uh straight i even have uh straight pubes or whatever and i go you do and i go let me see so now he's in the studio 30 seconds and he gets up and he pulls his pants on his pubes are hanging out and i go why don't you fix it with a lighter and he goes what do you mean i'm like you know you're like put a lighter by your arm and it curls up your hair in your arm i'm like what if you just put the heat by your pubes you'll curl them up next thing you know bobby lee's got a lighter he's not in the studio for a full minute his pants are down, and we are trying to light his pubes on fire. And that parlayed into him being there for an hour. And on our next segment, we had these fat porn stars coming in. I don't even know what they were scheduled to do, but it ended up being a tag team wrestling match between Spanish, my producer, and Bobby Lee in their underwear, and these two fat uh, uh, porn stars who were each like 300 pounds each girls. And Bobby Lee is wrestling as like uh like he's in the heavyweight championship at WrestleMania. He's fucking making these girls lips bleed. He's putting them in headlocks. I it was the most saw, insane fucking hour. I saw that video yeah. in in one of the promos, I think, for something. TV. And I fucking was like he was taking swings at these girls. He was I mean he he was I don't I don't even he I don't even know Bobby Lee. He was great. And then uh he was so great that like I went to uh go see him I don't even think I went to do comedy. I think I went there afterwards or before and we went to dinner. Did you drink at the bar? <laughs> no, I, I think we went to dinner. Bobby Lee is one of those guys where I'm positive. I think, I'm guessing, I don't know this to be true, that he's gay, especially after talking to him, and he doesn't know if he's gay yet. You know, I think it's, really? I think it's the cause of a lot of his 
inner conflict. And, really? Yeah, yeah. Because I brought a, a buddy with me who was good looking, and he was all over him talking. But what do you do? Where are you from? What's going on? I'm like, you're fucking gay, dude. Now again, I want to. I gotta say, I don't know that he's gay. Not I'm just, that, that there's anything wrong opinion. with that. No, but I don't yeah. want to get fucking sued either. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, the uh, that's so interesting. Uh, Bobby Lee, and then uh, what was the other one that is? Oh wait, first of all, I will credit us. I and I I, I don't know who came up with this, but this was maybe. One of the greatest things I've ever done on radio. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because I came up with it. Of course. Was it you? The time where with the wives. Yep. Yeah. Where our wives. We're gonna. I see like it. to do things with Bert where I put him on the spot because you, you're always honest, but you get emotional. Yeah. And uh, like anytime, anytime I get accused Bert's wife of cheating on him, I try to convince <laughs> him of that. And all that. Uh, yeah, like we do this thing where we where we do uh, called under oath. Where we agree, like for a segment, we'll let callers ask callers, or we'll ask among each other questions in the studio, and we gotta answer honestly. And if we don't, the other ones will fucking call us out. Or, yeah, and it's good because it's been some really embarrassing moments and some tense fucking radio. And people, we discover that people in the room hate each other for different reasons. Oh. And I remember we put you under oath one time, and I would just ask you questions like, "Who's funnier, me or Galvin?" And you're like, "Oh, Galvin." <laughs> But God, I know what the answer remember, is before those things. I remember that. I forgot we played under oath. Yeah. So we so we did a thing with my brother one time. My brother happened to be in studio, and Galvin's brother happened to be in the studio. So we did know your bro, and we'd have to, we'd ask like embarrassing questions. Then we bring the brother back in, and we did it with our parents at different times. So when Bert came in, we did it with um, like how well do you know your husband or your wife or whatever, and we asked a bunch of questions, mostly sexual stuff, and then we had to see how much we knew about them. And one of the things was if we blindfold the wives and brought them in the studio and they reached through the curtain and felt our balls, if they could tell whose balls that they were holding. <laughs> and it was funny because we had to blindfold them and we had to make sure that they couldn't hear because you fucking cackle like a little girl <laughs> and you would give it away. And uh, when they brought the girls in, they looked like they were in that fucking prison camp. <laughs> and they, they were being let in. They were blind. They could see. And they reached their hand through. And they had to put their hand on our balls, feel the balls, and then tell which ones. And all our wives got it right. But the best is that we were jockeying to see, like we were, we, we were jockeying, like who got to go first, who yeah, went second. Yeah, and I kept trying to put my ween on your wife's wrist. <laughs> Everyone guessed my balls accurately, including my wife. Yeah, at, yeah. It's amazing that our wives knew our balls so well. My balls are pretty distinct. Chico definitely pulled. Why? What's the difference up? between yours and mine? Uh, it's um, because mine are long. Mine are big. Yeah, mine are, mine are more. That's not a bragging thing either. Mine are more long. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know yeah. Galvin's got rocking. Maybe he's got some little peanuts in there. I don't know. Well, not now. No. He back. He, he grew back into his dick. I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day. Because uh, we were talking about before, we were talking about the doctor doing the finger in the ass thing. I, I'm pretty comfortable like getting naked. I don't even care about that. But how you were saying you worked it up, I have to work it up too. But I have to work it up for the massage therapist. I have to work it up Wait, for the doctor. Why are you, I'm, I let it stay small for the massage therapist. No, I, I'm afraid. I'm terrified I'm going to get a boner in a massage therapist. Here's why. Because f- even for a fat guy, I'm pretty good with the size of my dick. Like When it comes to having sex, it's appropriate size. It's got some girth to it. My wife's like, it looks like a Red Bull can. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm okay with it. But when it's not hard, it is... It is embarrassing at times. Uh, I couldn't agree more. But I mean, like, about I me, too. Howard Stern used to say it looked like an elevator button on his penis. Yeah. Mine, I, I like into, uh, I, in a flaccid state, the uh, golden tea, you know, the golden tea game, that yeah. little ball that you spin really fast. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like. It's just like a little helmet at the top, <laughs> only when it's flaccid. 
but when uh, aroused, it's, it's it looks respectable. Yeah, like I don't mind. I'd walk around with it out. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I I mine is not. Mine can look ridiculous. It doesn't. It isn't representative of both of us. Sometimes your dick has been out so many times <sighs> that one time we saw my wife saw something on TV. I don't know if we we're watching a movie or we're watching, and she saw somebody else's dick, and she goes. That looks like Bert's dick. And I go, how is it that you're recognizing Bert's dick because your dick's been out so much? I saw dude's dick one time, and I went, your dick looks just like mine. And he goes, shut up. And I pulled mine out, and he, he goes... Almost, he, I almost spit that through my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I was good. I almost went right out my nose. He was a bartender at a comedy club, and I saw his dick. I go, your dick looks just like mine. And he goes, shut up. And I pulled mine out, and he goes, oh, my God, they do. Why was his house? Uh, he was going to the bathroom. Oh, and you... And I just looked at I it? just saw it and I went I saw Jim Norton's dick one time and Me I too. fucking was like, Holy shit, you have a, I literally said we were at Last Comic Standing Two auditions and I went, Holy shit, you have a big dick and he just looked at me and smiled and goes, I know. I know, I've seen it too. It is fucking pretty impressive. He's got a big dick. Who I the two dicks that surprised me the most this isn't gay. Uh was uh uh Jim Norton's. Yes. And although I think Jim I'm sure he's got a big dick, but I'm sure he also has the uh, photography skills down pat, like the right angles. and Oh, right. yeah. Uh, and then the other one that's really surprising that uh, is Mitch Fatel. Really? Mitch Fatel, for the little imp that he is, he's got a fucking hammer on him. Really? Yeah. My wife's, uh, the dude who does my, is doing our documentary, Jeff, apparently has the biggest dick. Well, how's your wife? Because she's best friends with his wife. Oh. And his wife like just my wife. Talks, yeah. Yeah, that came out wrong. Yeah, and they just talk about his dick the whole time. And so then every every time I introduce him when we were doing the documentary, I was like, "This is Jeff. This is Jeff. He's Mormon and he's got a big dick." <laughs> See, you got to wonder though if the wife is bragging about the dick. Like my wife thinks I have a big dick, but it's because she has not seen a lot of dicks. Uh, she Leanne said to me the other day, "This is this is something I've actually said on stage, but I'm telling you it's because it's true." Um, she said. Um, she recently has said mine's gotten bigger, and she's like, she's like, she's like the other night during sex, she, she was like, you've gotten so much bigger, but I don't talk during sex, so I was like, okay, like I didn't know what to say. You don't talk, it's not at all. I'm fucking silent, like I'm at the dentist. You know why? Why? Because you'll bust out. And... No, you talk. Not to my wife. That's <laughs> what I meant by that was before my wife, I would be more vocal. You talk to other. Is that John Leguizamo and Summer of Sam shit? Yeah, I can fuck the whores. I make love to my wife. No, I'm just kidding. But my my wife, uh, like I, my wife, there's so many things that I could do in front of other girls that I can't do in front of my wife. It's more embarrassing, which it should be the other way around. Yeah, I don't. I feel like it's it's sacred ground. Like I can't do stuff to my wife that I did to her before we got married. My wife's a nice girl. Like she's cool. But um, there are things that I can't that most other women would find cool that my wife would just. My wife's a half Jew from Jersey. And like I, I remember my buddy one time was a really good singer, and he said, "You know, my wife. We've been married for twenty years. She told me uh, she wanted me to sing her a love song and put it on a CD. And I thought oh, that's pretty romantic. If I brought that home to my wife, she would be fucking mortified. If I go, hey, I got something for you, and I put it on the CD player, and I'm like, you're my lady. She'd be like, holy <laughs> fuck, what is going on? For the record, I was talking about putting fingers in their asses, but." <laughs> keep trying to do that my wife is not into it oh leanne's not into it i can't when she when we were dating she'd maybe like toy with the idea of like yeah but now she's like new my wife knew that from the beginning that she had to say no because she goes because one time where she would just she was like being a little more relaxed 
And then I just got crazy with it. She goes, in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'll let him. And then you were like all knuckle deep. And I said, hey, <laughs> slow it down. So now I'm not, I don't get anywhere near that area. Yeah, we, we're very meat and potatoes. Yeah. Like we're, uh, like some meat and potatoes, sometimes she's not into it. Does that make sense? <laughs> very much so. <laughs> same old fucking meat and potatoes every yeah, night. Yeah. It's the worst restaurant ever. Every single night. Every single night. Oh, what is it tonight? Meat and potatoes? <laughs> Awesome. Sometimes it's just potatoes. Yeah. Just like an Irish breakfast. Here's a potato. Yeah. Didn't even cook it. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I've never there was a guy that went to my college named Mark Small and uh his nickname was Small Bus because he was a he was the Golden Gloves champion boxer. Right. And he was uh and he the, he had a reputation for being just a tad bit it's a bit slower and i say that respectfully because i loved mark small i still do but like and he was my big brother in the fraternity and he gave me his fake id like he was great i think he was my big brother in fraternity i I don't know anyway and so um but like his he had the like one time he went into the bathroom and we were i was taking a piss and he came up next to me and he opened up a condom and then looked at me and offered it to me and he goes gum and i went no (laughs) And, like, and he put it in his mouth. He was hammered, and he was like, Wah! and spit it out. So, so he, um, so I'll never forget time. He goes, he goes, we're sitting at the. I love you. Just blew a bubble. <laughs> and his tongue just went in it. Oh, oh, oh. He, um, we're sitting in the lounge, and he, um, I don't know how. We, oh, we're talking about potatoes, and he has a peeled, a totally peeled potato. It looks like an apple. Right. And I go, what is that? And he goes, it's an apple. And I went, what? And he goes, it's an apple. Bill peeled them this morning. And he bit to it. He goes, oh, it's a potato. And he literally spit it out the window. And I was like, he was, that guy was so funny. He, uh, yeah, my God, I wish I had more Mark Small stories. He could beat the fucking shit out of people. That's the problem. You call him a retard and he beat your face. In. Well, he he was a little. I think I, you know. I think I don't think there was anything wrong with him. I think he, was, he had taken a bunch of pen, punches to the head, but I think his nose was broken a few times, so it sounded like everything sounded like like yeah. you know like <laughs> like and so I, I I I don't know. I could theorize on it, and everyone, please don't share this if anyone knows Small still. But like, yeah, I don't, don't mean to sound mean towards Mark because he was the greatest guy. Yeah. But but um, condometers. But God, he we did ox brawl was like our big boxing match, and like Mark was a Golden Gloves champion in Florida, and his uh, his grandfather gave him like a big lump sum of money never to box again. Really? Never to box again. He's like, stop boxing for him and his brother Campbell. They're like, no more fucking boxing for you guys. Fucking no one in my family loved me that much. And and then Mark would. The caveat was he could do Oxbrox. He was a grown up and it was past that time. Right, right, right. And he went in and he annihilated a dude. I mean, he punched him. He beat the shit out of this guy so much so he taught other people how to box. And our whole team knew how to box because Mark had taught them how to box. Right. And we beat the fuck out of dudes. You fight at the same time. What? Is it like one match at a time? No, no, yeah, it's one match at a time. Mark won in like in like Mike Tyson time. Oh wow. And he made noises. People weren't like people just went in and swung and he was like tss, tss, and I mean just annihilated motherfuckers. I mean, it's one of the one of the like greatest moments of my buddy Eddie Fernandez's entire life was that ox brawl because he went up the heavyweight dropped out. Eddie was hundred and ninety pounds and he went in and fought in the heavyweight section. The guy was like two thirty and he was throwing Eddie around the ring and Eddie just landed like fucking seven sweet punches and knocked the dude out and just fucking danced around the ring. Just <laughs> yeah. You and Galvin were taking boxing for a while. Yeah, we were. And then uh Galvin quit. Because he didn't like getting punched. 
Yeah, that's the one. That's the one thing that sucks about those contact sports. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't fighting. I mean, Galvin was the only other big guy there, so the other guys that hit me weren't a big deal. Yeah, I liked it. That was fun because it, uh, you know, got your cardio up pretty good. Cardio on a fucking treadmill is boring. Cardio running from fists is pretty cool because you're doing it. You don't even realize you're doing it. You just don't want to get punched in the face. Yeah, it's like frisbee golf. Mm-hmm. The um, the uh, uh, I went. To, I was going to do jujitsu. Yeah, I talked to Joe and Joe set me up with Eddie Bravo and. I think and Eddie Bravo was like, come on down, see, we'll, we'll just talk. So we went and talked, and I remember sitting there, and I was like sweating because I was nervous. And then I saw like dudes like really fight, like not fighting, but fighting. You know, like they really are fighting. Like people do get black eyes and yeah. break noses on accident. It's an accident. They're doing it on purpose. And Eddie had a fucking black eye. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, Eddie's the best guy in here, and he's got a black eye. I was like, this is going to be a fucking nightmare for me. I, get, I never was into that shit. I mean, I love watching it. Yeah, I love I watching it. Never. I mean, those guys are all tough, and it, it, it scares me because the guy who is a third of my size that I think that I could just swat, I know he can kick the shit out of me now, so that's scary. Someone said something. Um, I was backing them up on some radio station, and they were like, yeah, and, you know, here's the thing with this whole Trayvon Martin thing. It's a fight, man. Whatever happened to the old days? Fights, fight. You don't bring a gun to a, a fight. You just fight. Learn how to fight. And I was like, yeah. And how about this? No one learns how to fight either. Like, let's get back to eighth grade when no one knew how to fight. Because I was when I liked to fight. Anybody that said that's a fucking moron. <laughs> it's funny. People used to, I used to work with a guy and he used to be like, you're a dirty fighter. I'm like, why? And, I, and he's like, because. Because I said one time, if, I, if I'm in a fight. And I have to pick up a fucking chair and hit you with the chair. I'm going to hit you with the chair. And you'd be like, that's dirty. It's not that fighting is dirty. Yeah. If I'm fighting you, it's because I want to kill you. And if it means I have to pick up a brick and smash your fucking face in, it isn't, we're not dueling. Yeah. Is, we're not going to get in there and, uh, you know, we're not going, we're not in a boxing match. We're fighting. Uh, best, best fighting story ever that, like, best I've ever, I've ever, uh, I'm not going to say anyone's names. I'm going to use, I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use code because these are all grown ups now. Um, Fuck. Okay, I'll make their names up. My buddy Eric. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were we were on a, a scalp hunters trip to North Carolina, you up in UNC, and we were at a bar and Eric was wearing a Charlie Ward jersey. And I was wearing a Warwick Dunn or maybe a Derek Brooks jersey. Wow. And so um or no no no. I was wearing a scalp hunters collared shirt. I was wearing a scalp hunters collared shirt. What is this word you're saying? A what? A scout? A scalp hunters. Scalp hunter? Yeah, it's like, like a collared Indian? shirt that has it was for the Florida State, it was like a big group to be oh, in. Oh, scalp. It was a scalp hunters okay. trip. Gotcha. We were at UNC and and Eric had a Charlie Ward shirt on. And and apparently this make believe guy Eric had bit a girl <laughs> and the girl had slapped him and then I somehow her hand got in his mouth and he bit her nice. and she fucking lost her mind but she had hit him a couple times he got into an argument with her about the jukebox or something she went to UMC she UNC she slapped him a couple times he ended up biting her or vice versa somehow but it was it was it was nothing no one got hurt right. but she was like it was like the the statement of the thing he fucking bit me so eric sees her tell a bunch of guys walks over to me and goes hey man do me a favor trade shirts with me <laughs> <laughs> and he, I go, sure. He goes, cool. So I take off my shirt and I hand it, and he takes off his shirt and I put it on. I'm literally like, wonder why? Because I'm hammered. Right. I'm like, hey guys, I'm Charlie Ward now. All of a sudden, like 
fucking three dudes are literally standing on top of me. You bite my chick? And I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, you bite my chick? She said, you bite my chick. And I'm looking at the girl. I go, I didn't bite you. I look really different from this guy. Right. And she's looking at me. And all of a sudden, I see Eric just come up from the side and just clean, cold cock this motherfucker. <laughs> Bam! And knocks the guy out. And then starts knocking them all out. I was like, he sucker punched the people that were going to kick his he ass. Swapped the shirt. fucking genius move. That's great. That is your guy. He should be in the desert fox. He bait and switch. Yeah. Here, trade yours with me real quick. And then he just that, fucking. That's brilliant. Oh, it was fucking genius. That's brilliant. I, yeah, that dude, I never, I remember watching someone getting sucker punched and seeing it in their eyes when they were like, oh, the game's over. I'm going to sleep for a little bit. Have you ever been sucker punched? Yeah. I got hit with a bottle one time. Are you I fucking broke serious? a bottle over my head. Yeah. He, I, he broke it. He was, um, we were walking through like a concert area. And we uh, stopped to talk to these guys, and the girls that we were with went up ahead. And I looked down, and the girls were kind of getting surrounded by guys, and they started like grabbing their ass and stuff. And I went, "All right, let's go down." So I just went down, and I kind of scooped up the girls. I go, "All right, girls, come on, let's go." And I kind of pushed them away. And this one guy came up, and I just kind of just gave him a little elbow push back. And then I, I told the girls, "I'm like, let's just get the fuck out of here," you know. So we just started walking straight. And all of a sudden, I heard thum, 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 thum. and right when I could figure out what it was. I just got wailed in the back of the head. He broke a bottle over my head. It was a full Miller Lite bottle. And uh, I couldn't tell if my head was bleeding or if that was beer. Yeah. And I couldn't see because it was a nighttime. And the worst part about it was I didn't even I didn't even go down. I went like almost down to one knee. And I kind of felt it. And I could tell that it wasn't blood. It was too thin. But the worst part about it was is that I knew that that motherfucker was going to get away with it now. And for the rest of my life, I'll want to find that guy and kill him and I'll never find him and all this is happening like tenths of a second as I'm going and when I look up my best friend Frankie who was a fireman in New York and was like an inline skating champion and a hockey player and all that he ran after him and he went one way and another guy went the other way and they ran through fire pits and they fucking got him and I was so happy that they got him and by the time I caught up to him I was going to kill this fucking guy and by the time I caught up to him, they had beaten him so badly that I couldn't even hit him anymore. I looked at him and I was like, ooh, and I just walked away. <laughs> I don't want to be in charge with this. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that when you get hit with that bottle, it didn't even hurt It because of the shock of it. Yeah. But the fact that I thought that uh, that, that guy was going to get away with that was 10 times worse than getting hit with the bottle. That's so fucking getting hit by a full bottle is better than getting hit by an empty one. It, why? Empty ones don't break. They don't? No. This one broke pretty good. Full ones break again. easy. Yeah. Full ones break easy. I, my buddy, my buddy Jason mm-hmm, hit a guy on the, over the head with a bottle at a at a Florida State game. The guy was like a Sigma Chi, and he knew him and just fucking crack. And then my buddy John, my buddy, my my real buddy, I'll say his real name, um, uh, John Dacre's little brother, Mike Dacre, got hit across the face with a bottle by a Sig app like at a party, just smack, and it fucking fucked up his face. Like yeah. it, but he's, I mean, then then you just get used to what that person looks like with the new face. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, it doesn't look bad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now. Yeah, it looks zipper, good. Little zipper scar never yeah. changed anybody. Um, yeah, I never hit anyone with with a bottle. I don't think I never hit anybody with a bottle. That's the interesting thing about though. Like, and I say this, I say this maybe full circle about the George Zimmerman trial is that you ever notice that like when someone does lose a fight and maybe they resort to like the nth degree, they never really own their part of the fight they're like yeah i was just standing there and it's like and then it happened and then you're like and then he's like and i had to do it like like anyone anytime my buddy well my buddy whatever his name was jason steven right. hit that guy on the head with a bottle like uh it was totally his fault it was totally his fault 
and then but and and then he lost the fight and he was like yeah those guys fucking attacked me like it was like really interesting there's no culpability really in like a fist fight i i'm if you lose yeah i'm over honest with that kind of stuff Uh, yeah i'm way over honest anytime i've lost a fight i tell you how i lost it when i lost it like what i did wrong in november of 2006 i was driving home from work i was doing mornings at the time i remember because it was election day and it was raining and my son was just like a newborn baby and i was trying to get home and uh there was a merge lane and the guy wouldn't let me merge in and you have no choice but to merge it's the only fucking way to go so I slowed down so he can go, and he wouldn't go. So finally, I had a fucking charger. I just dropped it and blew past him. Yeah. So he came up behind me in a work van, and he was coming at me, coming at me. Boom, he hit me from behind. So I was like, Jesus Christ, here we go. I put it in park. He backed up, put it in drive, and he fucking hit me again. So at this point now, I get out of the car. This guy's ramming me. I got this right on, on uh, 54 in Wesley Chapel, and I run at his car, and he goes to get out of the van, and I jump up, and I punch him right in the face. And he falls in the back of his work van. And I reach in and I take his keys out. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, he's no way he's getting away. I'm going to kill him. And uh, he gets out of the car. And now there's people there. And he grabs his phone. He calls 911. I wait for the cops to show up. And the cops were totally cool. And they were like, yeah, we, we only have one problem. He says you hit him. And I go, oh, I didn't, I didn't hit him. And they're like, yeah. But the, only, the thing is that um, he says you knocked his tooth out. And I said, oh. And they were like, but in your favor, he's missing a couple of teeth. <laughs> so we don't know if he's lying or not. And he's like, he's trying to find the tooth now so we can see if, if, if it's true. And I think that his tooth was on my shirt. I was wearing a sweater. And I think I got caught. So I'm folding my arms because I think it was in there. And then I brushed it all off. And that was a scary fucking time. But I was totally, I mean, that's the only time I, you have to lie is because you don't want to go to jail. Yeah. You know? But for the most part, ever since... Would you have gone to jail? Yeah, oh yeah. In Florida, it's weird because if you shoot somebody, if the guy would have shot me, he would have been right because I came running at him Yeah, and uh, he would have been right to shoot me. Uh, But what I did is I ran at him and punched him in the face. And at that point, I assaulted him you know even though even though he was battering my car that was the whole thing when my dad when i was a kid my dad was like always let someone take a first swing at you always never take a first first yeah. swing and i was like really yeah. like get hit which happened all but the time your dad's a lawyer yeah yeah it's not like my dad's a uh, not a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> so my dad would never back that theory up my dad would be like, make sure he can't talk when you're done that's make the best sure way to he win. can't talk yeah. when you're done it's like there's this guy uh uh I'll just say his name was talking about fuck. His name was a guy, Travis Charles. He's a really funny comic out of uh, out of Richmond. And he was having problems with another comic. And he was coming to me about it. And I was like, I go, man, I don't know how to, what to tell you. Like, it's very complicated. It's a local scene. And, and it, is, it does get, you know, very weird and, and territorial. And I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know, man. I can't, I don't really have any, give you, any advice to give you. And he's like, my dad um, said I should stab him. <laughs> like what he's like my dad said i need to pull him behind some bushes and beat him real bad and stab him somewhere he's not gonna die yeah and i was like travis do not do that and he's like well that's the only advice i got is from my dad probably not a good idea <laughs> take him behind some bushes and stab him it's like fuck don't do that travis is this the longest podcast you've done how long has this been no, this is, uh, this is, we're wrapping it up. No, I'm not. No, uh, one forty nine. No, I have to shit. And uh, and George and I are here. I got to say hi to them. I haven't seen them. And I have to go to micro- motorcycle classes all day tomorrow. Oh, brother! I've talked about motorcycle classes on every podcast only because I've done three podcasts back to back to back, and everyone's like, "Enough with these fucking motorcycle classes. Just go." Have you done them? At no, all? I go tomorrow. I go tomorrow for fucking. Can I just put this out there? Yeah. That's how you're gonna die? 
Uh, no. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing it for a part. Yeah, it's a part where you die. It's a, oh, I mean, look, if they say they want to remake uh, fucking Ponch and Chips and they want you to be Chip, whatever it is. Neither one of them are fucking named Fuck. Chip. God damn it. Ponch they and John. Said, they said they want to make Easy Rider and they want me to play the part of the lawyer. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. Okay. What uh what what do you what kind of motorcycle? Like are you just gonna ride a Harley? Uh Ducati. Oh <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's no way. It's uh it is I don't know what motorcycle yet. I don't get until I get to set, I won't know. And I'm never it's one thing I think would be really cool to do and have and especially here in California. But that's the way I'm gonna die if I get oh, one. Shit. Here come the kids. This is Joey calls her El Diablo. <laughs> Hello. She does kind of look like one of those kids that gets possessed in a movie. You look that beautiful. fits you. What is it? It's Do you want to sit down and interview Cowhead? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Oh, good. How you doing? Here, talking to the microphone. Let me make sure we're getting levels on you. There you go. Okay, perfect. Talking to it. Um, hello. Okay, perfect. Do you have any questions for Cowhead? Do you eat ice cream? I do. I'm a big fan of ice cream. Do you? Yes. What's your favorite flavor? Um, vanilla. Mm-hmm. What do you like to put on it? Um, everything except nuts. No nuts. I don't like nuts. It's a good. Keep that for the rest of your keep life. Keep it that way. Now, um, what other questions? You how about ask him, Isla? Ask him about his name. What's your name? Cowhead. My name's Isla. I know. It's a very pretty name. Do you know how he got the name Cowhead? Um, how? Because I have a very big head, right? Look at it. Kind of big, right? See? Yes. Do you have any more questions for Cowhead? Uh, You're pretty good at this. Did you have long hair? I, you mean like long as opposed to bald? Or you mean like long in the back like a rock star? Long like a back rock no, star? No, I wish. I used to have what they used to call the Guido mullet in 1989. Where it was long in the back and short on the sides. That's it, though. Oh. At one time, I had a hairdo called the rat tail, where it was just a little piece in the back that was long. And I even dyed it blonde by dipping it in peroxide because we were too poor to actually go out and buy hair dye. But that's more than you bargained for, huh? <laughs> now, um, Dad? Yes? But I meant... <laughs> no, it's Dad. Dad, um... Did you used to have pink hair? <laughs> no, I never had pink hair. I had white hair, though. But I had money, so I went to a hairdresser. <laughs> and she dyed it white for me. Her name was Lisa. And I did it because I thought I didn't want people to look at uh, my face. I thought I was unattractive. I thought that would draw attention. And then people would go, oh, who's the guy with the cool hair as opposed to who's the guy with the double chin? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense? Yes. Do you think that's what Guy Fieri said? No, it does not make any sense. It does not? Yes, and I am Leanne Kreischer. You're not Leanne Kreischer. Um, how old are you? Hey, how was camp today? Um, tomorrow I'm going to turn seven. Tomorrow? Yup. Yes, wow, happy birthday. Tomorrow. What do you want for your birthday? They're coming. Who? Lily. Is, Lily. Are you having a play date right now? Yeah. Are there other kids? No, only Lily. And Lily is in... Okay, I think, okay, do you want to, well, let's, I think we should probably wrap this up, right, I? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any la- any last questions you want to ask, Cowhead? Um, I'm good, I'm an open book. Do you know where he lives? Know. No. He lives in Tampa. 
He lives in Tampa. He came all all the way here for a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how important this podcast is to me. Oh my god! I know, right? Do you know who else lives in Tampa? Nana and Papa. Yeah, you know he lives out near Nana and Papa. He has alligators out out by his house. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, you knew that? We're all fine. And Daddy, look at my high heels. Yeah, good luck with that, pal. Yeah. All right, I. Let's uh. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Good call, I. Do you want to ask him if he's got anything to plug? Oh, Daddy. Um, one second. Um, George is you. George is coming out as me. (laughs) Oh fuck. (laughs) That might be telling. They're coming. That's hilarious. So you're Bert, and that's Leanne. Yeah, and and and, and Lily is Kaka. And Lily's Kaka. Georgia, here, pull that mic towards you. Let's see if that's working. Cal, this is the first fully functional podcast with all the kids. This is great. Okay, not that loud. Do you have any questions? Do you know who this is? Hi. Yes. Came all the way here from Tampa. Do you know? Do you know who Cowhead is? Yes. Do you know? I'm very excited. Yeah. All right, the energy here is fucking kind of fizzling. Kids to, are bringing uh, me down. Yeah. Oh my god, I just burped in my mouth. <laughs> okay, perfect, Isla. Can you do a burp in the? Can you do a burp in the? Uh, good job. <laughs> Let's all do it at the same time. <laughs> I'm a really, really good farter. A really good farter. Oh, cool. oh, do it in the mic, Isla. No one can hear it. Well, that is a really good part. Really All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything you want to plug, George and Isla? What? Uh, you got Happy birthday, Isla. Happy birthday, Isla. Happy birthday, Isla. Birthday, okay. All right. My birthday's tomorrow. Oh, this will go Not my fucking ever. Not my birthday. You got two. I only have one. The little girls, girls are exhausting. Her. There's no way you could win. How yeah. do you say that? All right. Stand by. The one dressed like a boy wants to talk to you. <laughs> Oh, I'll take it. As opposed to the one we're dressed boys. in the red, pink heels. <laughs> and you know we're boys. You guys are. N- Would, you guys are. N- I have what? a father question for you, but I can't really ask you yeah, right now. Yeah. Would you rather? Oh God. <laughs> spell it. Spell. If you spell the whole sentence, they can't keep up. Them be a. What? Are you asking? Would I rather T H E Y B E S L U T or? L E S B I N. Oh, really? What did I spell, George? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know what, Cal? I'd rather them be H A P P Y. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know really. That wasn't really a fair comparison because I don't think you care about the second one as much as you would the first one. Which one's? Which one's? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one. I wouldn't want them to be an S L U T. Okay, okay. Yeah. Would you rather them be an S L U T or? Would you rather be an SLUT with everybody? Yeah. Or uh, she is in fourth grade. She's gonna figure this word out in a second. Or, what? <laughs> <laughs> or, or would you? Or, 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 or date one BLACK guy? Game's over. It's been awesome playing with you guys. Say goodbye, everybody.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.